Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. And we will make America great again. <laughs> Commander-in-Chief, in an Oval Office meeting, referring to people from African countries and Haitians with the most vile and vulgar language. The language festers. When ignorance and bigotry is allied with power, it is a dangerous force in our country. Your silence and your amnesia is complicity. I hurt. When Dick Durbin called me, I had tears of rage when I heard about his experience in that meeting. And for you not to feel that pain, hurt, and that pain, and to dismiss some of the questions of my colleagues. You are fake news. I hurt. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. A tremendous show. Frankly, the most depressed uh, you can (laughs) ask anyone about that. People sometimes do, I'm told. I don't really give a shit. It's a podcast of some kind. It's Beauty and the... I co-host it. You know my name. That other person over there is the co-host she's wonderful or some some <laughs> shit like that the best um, part of the show consistently is the intro yes yeah especially yeah especially my narration of it on point tonight yep <laughs> uh tough night for yours truly uh so for tonight i'm with blonde there will be absolutely no football talk strictly prohibited not allowed no discussion of football look how uh, sad he is guys look at his sad little face <laughs> I should be used to this. It's like, oh man, I'm surprised that the Vikings laid an egg in the NFC Championship. It happens once a decade. Happened to me when I was 12 years old. Happened to me when I was 22. Now it happens to me at uh, at 30. But why am I surprised? Anyway, like I said, no football allowed. Excellent. So, so in lieu of uh, that sport that nobody cares about, obviously, we can discuss another topic nobody cares about, which is the government shutdown. <laughs> Or not, because nobody cares. So we'll probably skip that. So how about uh, release the memo instead? Hashtag release the memo. You've got the story on that, and I I haven't followed it closely, so I have a lot to learn on that one too. Um, Hey, what do do Cory Booker and I have in common? You're both sad sallies. Tears of rage, that's correct. Uh, I have uh, tears of rage from unhealthy emotional investment in sports. Cory (laughs) Cory Booker has them. Uh, from mean words in politics, I'll let you decide which one is more pathetic. Although, uh, I'm not counting myself out on that one. Uh, despite all this defeat, doom and gloom, I do have something good going for me and for us, which is, um, that we correctly pegged the hijab hoax last week. I should have a round of applause sound effect, but I don't care. I'll clap for myself on that. Actually, I don't want to congratulate ourselves too much because... I don't think that it took that much skill to identify that as a hoax. I think it should be more condemnation of the people who ran with it. Yeah, which we did a little bit of that, too. Hmm. So we'll uh, we'll revisit that story. We'll look at the way CTV in Canada returned to the story after the coverage that we saw last week. Did you just clap for yourself? 
but you'll shoot people execution style that clap at movies. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, that makes more sense. You're supposed to congratulate the performer and I'm the performer. I'm congratulating me. Oh my me. God, you suck. <laughs> Fine. I got to clap for something tonight. <laughs> what else am I going to clap for? Uh, plus, uh, viral, viral interview this week. Jordan Peterson wrecks Kathy Newman on Channel 4. <laughs> we'll take a look at some of that. That's a great interview. Uh, Trump releases his fake news awards. I found the showmanship to be a little disappointing, but we can look at the stories. Chelsea Manning releases his, and I wrote in the notes, his, so no one can get mad at me for saying her about Chelsea Manning. Chelsea Manning releases his Senate campaign ad, and a uh, a professor in Texas single-handedly stops me uh, from ever arguing you should send your kids to college again. I always take that position. But this guy defeated, even though it's at a community college, I won't I won't tease the story anymore. I think you saw it. It's just bizarre. Yeah, I actually saw it independently of the show notes. And then I was mm. like going to message you on Skype. Like, we got to talk about this crazy. Yeah, I saw it. super weird. Weird, yeah. Really weird. So we'll get into that um, at the end of the show. And of course, we will read all, uh, not all, we will read super chats in between topics, five bucks and up super chats on the Sunday show, because we are no good low down money grabbers. We were at the policy, but we've got to keep the Sunday show moving along. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for keeping us afloat, helping us upgrade stuff on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That is beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. And you can listen to the show on our, on our audio platforms if you prefer. That's iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, anywhere you find your podcast, you can find us. They're all linked in the description for you. Let's hop into some artwork and a couple announcements. A piece of artwork anyway. And yeah, I got some, I got some recent Vikings failure art <laughs> in my mentions. I get it. Oh, that's so funny. You're not getting shared on the show, people. Too bad. I just don't understand your sadness. I can't sympathize with you because, as I've said on every show since we started, sports are gay, and well, the people that watch them are also super gay. I pride myself on trying to be a rational person, but I think every rational person has their areas of irrationality. This would be one for me. Whatever. But you got to allow me that. Fine. Can't I have? Can't I have? A, uh, irrational emotional investment in something that is the sure. Thing. As long as I can keep my my one vice, <laughs> which is what. My my beloved marijuana. Oh, which is well, that's another that's to to another story. Is the disaster experience I had with your particular vice this week? Oh, it's I'm been sorry. a bad I'm week. To I'm gonna I'm gonna we can talk about it on the column show or something. Yeah. yeah, unless people now I'm gonna get questions about it. Probably should have just kept that one quiet. Anyway, here's um here's <laughs> some artwork. Are probably from, like what? <laughs> some artwork from Facebalm Reality. Yeah, in case the cops are listening too. Come bust <laughs> oh yeah, me, I that's guess. right. I I always think that everybody lives in a legal state. Well, medicinal's legal here, but hmm. not recreational. Anyway, yeah, uh, this is some artwork from Facepalm Reality. Uh, the guy who did our new artwork for the show. If you haven't seen it yet, I love uh, this. But this is us on, I guess, what you'd call a truth bomb. Drop it on a truth bomb. <laughs> It's pretty cool. So thank you for that. I wonder if and, this is about my exit from Twitter. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would be your your banning from Twitter was similarly spectacular. It was. Yeah. If you were to express it in scenery, it would be something <laughs> close to this. Uh, we uh, have have sent out some shirts to our to our patrons uh, with the new graphics and uh, Stan got his. 
That looks uh, great. I'm and it looks really that. cool. So Stan, thanks for um, supporting the show and for repping the t-shirt. And uh, because we like the new artwork and because we thought the shirt looked really great, the exciting announcement is I put a, a form in the in the description. Uh, so if you want to put your email and your preference for either a show t-shirt or mug with the new graphic on the house, we'll pick uh, three lucky winners at the end of the month and we'll get them shipped out to you. You'll just have to trust me not to sell your email address to spammers, but that's the risk you got to take to get some free swag from us i guess probably worth it probably worth it. it's it's really cool graphic i'd say it's worth it <laughs> all right all right okay um oh yeah, i was so gonna tell you a little story before we start go so yeah, go for it. yesterday was this yesterday yeah i think so um i am like i live in a high-rise apartment and i'm way up there and i hear like yelling women in the morning i'm like what then i look outside and i see all these pussy hats and like thousands of women marching down the street sure yeah that was there There was a thousand of them in town here this weekend it was why i just totally forgot about the women's march but shrieking harpies reached you know to the umpteenth floor so they were down on the street level yeah you heard them from that far yeah don't you live you don't have to say what floor but you live high up right way high i, I couldn't okay. believe it but i was like oh why am i hearing so many women at once and then i look outside i'm like they're everywhere i'm surrounded by feminists <laughs> You have, uh, did you get any good footage? You get any good? No, no, I was, I was really pissed off. Yeah. I just exist in a constant state of rage, like unbelief. Yeah. You might call this last week, uh, my blonde week. I feel like that's, that's now you know what it's like. (laughs) Yeah. I got to get back to my old self. Got to bust out of this funk and the Vikings aren't helping. Um, you have some notes in here about the government shutdown. I was actually I mean, serious when I said, let's not talk about it. But if you have thoughts on it, I feel like it. we have, we have to address it, but I just don't, I just don't think it's a real story. Nothing is actually, they still have TSA open. I'm like, you know, how much of a government shutdown could we possibly be experiencing? Yeah, it's something like 90% TSA. of government function continues. Yeah. I think that this is a giant distraction from the FISA memo story. Um, I don't care, but I, I will say I have got to stop making sweeping judgments about Trump's decisions without just waiting it out. Because I'm really happy that, that he was like, screw you Dems. I'm, I'm just going to let the government get shut down. I don't care. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, it's all politics and it's yeah. not a lot of consequence for the lives of the vast majority of people, people who are actually, I don't know. My fiance's pay is suspended. What? Yeah. They're not paying military right now. I mean, they'll, they'll get their paychecks eventually, but deployed. I thought that wasn't interrupted. Uh, no, it's definitely interrupted. Oh, well, then screw them all. But I mean, it just shows that Dems are willing to suspend pay, active duty, deployed military so that they can fund illegal aliens that are raping us of our resources. It's like it just lays bare exactly what their negotiation tactics are, exactly what their MO is. It's yeah. pissing everybody it, off. I mean, it, it's interesting how this has gone from like defending against accusations of amnesty to now deciding that illegal aliens will be the hill on which you die, which is basically what they're going for here. And yeah, I know the dreamers are kids. Some of them are kids. I get it. Whatever. Irrelevant. I I, I fail to see why that's relevant because their parents are scum. Now we have to deal with them. That's not my fucking problem. It's not my problem. And regardless of whose problem it is to the idea that we should um, interrupt our government function over accommodation to this is, is pretty baffling, especially people that are, risking their lives and they're that are in terrible countries currently deployed active duty it's- what kind of countries <laughs> i don't know what you could possibly mean huh well they're filled with goats and terrorists <laughs> 
Okay, so uh, let's. I mean, let's just hop into this. This uh, release the memo, FISA, FISA memo stuff. I think that's much more interesting. I think people actually care about it. And yeah. maybe there's something that'll actually come out soon that might have some meaningful impact on uh, right. on somebody at some place at some point in time, which is more than we can say about the government shutdown, except for your fiance, apparently. Yeah, that's a bummer. Um, so I guess you, you just want the whole spiel. Like yeah, I, I've, I've heard like a couple rundowns on this, but I'm not super well read on it as of now. Well, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act was to grant special warrants to target people that are tied to foreign intelligence agencies. And that includes, you know, citizens. So basically what happened here was uh, people went to the FISA court uh, and then it was initially denied. And this is this is important because this has only happened historically like a handful of times. Almost all almost all cases that are brought to the FISA court uh, were granted warrants because people tend to bring a lot of evidence. They just bring you everything. So we know that initially they just didn't bring enough. So this was denied. It was granted in October. So the reason this is coming up now, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> um, the Intelligence Committee that is focusing on this, they have done a summary of the FISA warrant and uh, Congress has voted on whether or not this is going to be released to the public. So a lot of congressmen have seen it. The reason I'm bringing this up to people, everybody's like, no one's going to see it. No one's going to see it. At this point, I think that enough congressmen have seen it that it's going to get leaked if they decide not to declassify it. I, mean, don't well, I don't understand. I, I, well, it's certainly the volume. I think what you told me was 160 or some members. of. No, Congress I think it was like this. around 60 people have seen okay, it. Well, that's that's still a lot. But I still don't understand why Tr Trump could declassify this if he wanted to. But I think he, it has to go through a vote. Um, a does it? Vote OK, which yeah. would be impacted by the shutdown. Uh, if, if, right, right. But I mean, they're, they're, they're talking the like they're going to suspicious. Well, they're talking. I guess there's a deal being negotiated now. They're going to have a vote tomorrow at noon Eastern that could end the shutdown. But it's we'll not see. clear that the votes are there. We'll see. I mean, I, I definitely don't know what's going to happen. But I really think that the FISA memo is is the story here. Uh, people want to see it. I want to see it. And uh, congressmen have gone on Fox News and basically told us told us what's in it. I mean, they ha they've been they've been vague. But it sounds like the Fusion GPS dossier was used to grant the FISA warrant, um, which of course is is bullshit cause. And then that was used to surveil the Trump campaign. And this is a, a horrible miscarriage of justice. This is very illegal. So every, these congressmen that have read it, they're like, this is worse than Watergate. And they're going on Fox News. They're talking about it. At this point in time, I just don't think that there's going to be diminished interest in this until it's released. I mean, uh, release the memo was, I think it was trending number one on Twitter nationwide. Yeah. And then it just I mean, fell off. That was very suspicious, too. Well, it's just interesting. I mean, this apparently coming from people who have been hammering on the Russian collusion story for a year. So if I understand the fact pattern correctly here, it's basically that Fusion GPS, which was originally doing this on behalf of Hillary, went to Russian officials to try to get dirt on Trump. That was the origin of the Steele dossier, the, the piss. The Seemingly, piss but that that. Uh, from what I can understand, that seems that's going to be revealed in this um, memo. Okay, summary. but then, it, but so it was that it was a, a, a research campaign with democratic purposes, mm -hmm. going to Russian operatives to get dirt on Trump, produce this this memo with salacious accusations, some of which are ridiculous, some of which maybe have some substance to them. But this is ultimately used as the basis th that went to FISA court that got warrants to surveil. Foreign right. and U.S. 
citizen, foreign agents and U.S. citizens, one of whom was Carter Page and there are other people potentially involved too. Yeah, I think that, that this is just going to sink the Russian narrative, which is still has legs. I, I can't even believe the reporting on this. But naturally, no mainstream media outlets outside of um, Fox have covered this. I did see one CNN article, but it was really vague and it was buried at the bottom of their politics section. Uh, so I don't think this is really going to get picked up by anybody. But um, will you pull up that gateway pundit? Yeah, I'm actually looking at it right now. Um, but it does say in this article, and I've heard a few times that this probably will come out within the next 18 or 19 days at the very mm -hmm. latest, and it might come out before then. So, you know, I'm waiting to see. Uh, I would like some of this substantiated. I can, I can, um, I can say with almost certain, um, near certainty that this, this has to do with Fusion GPS and, and how the Russia collusion just does not exist at all. And I yeah. really think that this might just end it. Hopefully, well, it I says this contains before, evidence. You know, I would like to see what the evidence is. It says it <laughs> contains evidence that the Obama administration used FISA warrants to spy on both the Trump campaign and transition team. So I'd like to see what the evidence is. I mean, if, if, there, if there is actual meat to this and it's not circumstantial, this is going to be Ooh, very interesting. You froze. We'll Am I still it. coming through clear? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Um, I can check. Did, my camera didn't turn off, did it? Oh, no. We're okay. Okay. We have like a near disaster every show. <laughs> nah. We both got that fiber now. We got good connection. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, hopefully we'll have more of an answer at the end of this week. I wish more people were talking about it. I feel like this is just the number one story and like it is not getting enough mainstream media coverage. But what would you expect? Yeah. Yeah. And then you have some notes in here uh, about the Mueller, uh, the Mueller. I never know if it's Mueller or Mueller. What do you spell like Mueller? But everybody says Mueller. So, okay, I just so we'll, Mueller. we'll go with Mueller. But what impact will this have on the ongoing Russian collusion? Investigation? Yeah, I don't know. Do know? I mean, I, I have heard people say that this is going to in the investigation. I don't know. I don't know what kind of evidence they used for the investigation. If some of it was this this garbage <laughs> evidence. Yeah. So I assume that all of this is going to be illuminated. But I've just heard these vague talking points from politicians that have reviewed a summary document. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for educating me on this. I wish I had more to offer. I just am not well read on the topic. Sorry, guys. I am well read on getting my football heart broken instead. I know everybody in the live own, chat's like, who looks so sad? Which is my own damn fault. Oh yeah, it's, I don't look sad. I am sad. Let me be clear. I'm very I know, sad. I, <laughs> I just, I don't, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. <sighs> I mean, imagine. Um, I don't know. I was going to try to make a Star Trek analogy, but I don't have enough knowledge of the characters or plot to do that. So imagine a Star Trek episode where like your favorite guy was going to do something great and then he died and you'd be sad. Oh my God, this show sucks. <laughs> Fantastic listening material. Should we uh, hop into Cory Booker or should, do we need a break? Oh, we have a million super chats already. We probably okay. should do some of those. <clears throat> oh, yikes. Let me scroll all the way to the bottom. Uh, Vertex said, listen to last week's show, Matt, forget about playing Skyrim again. Elder Scrolls Online is far better with excellent storytelling and is dirt cheap now. Put these shekels towards buying it. Love you guys. <clears throat> I need to, I appreciate it. I need to put some shekels into Elder buying Scrolls more on. hours in the day too. I, you know, <laughs> video games have really um, subsided in recent years for me, which is probably, a, a, I guess, a good thing as I'm getting older. But Yeah, I mean, how much time could you really devote to it at this point? Thank you for that, Vertex. Probably, I mean, the, at the time I spent watching football, I probably could devote. How much time do you really spend watching football? <laughs> Three hours uh, for 16 plus Sundays uh, every year. Huh. Wow. I mean, I guess yeah. that's not crazy. That's pretty standard, right? <clears throat> 
Um, Redicus said, who took Cory Booker's butt plug? I'm surprised Matt didn't call off the stream to handle that sore ass. Good Lord. Jeez. <laughs> the things you guys make me say. Good thing I'm, my parents. I'm commitment. I have a commitment to my own show. How, how <laughs> you can't, you think so little of me that I would cancel the show over butt hurt. Like I wouldn't, like I wouldn't put in the prep beforehand. Oh man, don't make, don't make him more upset. You guys. Oh, Jeez. Uh, Fitzberg says, I think we should cheer Matt up by sending a record number of Matt and I once made love super chats. Oh, you guys <laughs> don't make me read all those. Although I do kind of like them. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that. David Alexander with over 25,000 murders in 2017, Mexico suffers a record homicide tally. Reuters reports. Jeez, that is a mm. lot of homicides. I don't know their population though. Over 25,000 murders. Jeez. Thank you, David, for that. Uh, Constantine's commentary. Oh, Beauty and the Beta going on till midnight tonight. Spicy. Midnight Indeed, tonight? Yeah. I don't know. Midnight so. Eastern, for sure. Uh, Scrub Agenda. FYI from Kanakistan. Trudeau made it so only pro-life orgs get grants for youth summer jobs, government funding for towing the line. Send all nukes here. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I haven't followed that closely, but apparently he has really been frowning upon pro-life act activists or advocates. So he's been spending his time efficiently, you know, by reporting hoax hate and yeah, as usual, lying about hate crimes and telling people who are pro-life that they are. I think he said something like not part of the I don't, I don't want to misquote him. It was just it was like d disapproval of people who are just generally pro-life. But I have to read more into the story before I do a classic Trudeau and take an accusation to be true without seeing the evidence for myself. Yeah, but unlike him, we will fake news ourselves like we do every week <laughs> about whatever we messed up on last week. If he, yeah. If he Pat just got up at the podium and said, I am fake news. Sorry, I'd walked away. That'd be enough for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Travis, Bay, I had a friend who hired actress Emma Stone to murder Larry Bird and his brother Jim. I asked him why. He said he wanted to kill two birds with one stone. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> There we go. I'll drink a drink, take a drink of my beer while we're waiting. <laughs> oh, to... boy. Thank you for that, Travis. That, that was pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, John Smith, you did not read my super chat last time. You shitholes. Anyway, my house is in escrow and I'm moving to Idaho, too, from Los Angeles. Love you guys. Yes, this oh, is thanks. why Idaho is the fastest growing state in the United States, because everybody from California is like, I'm out of here. This is ridiculous. It's too expensive. The and Montana sucks. Everyone knows that. And you should never move here. Yeah, totally. It's really expensive to live in Bozeman, though. <clears throat> yeah, sure. Whatever reason you have for not moving here is fine with me. <laughs> That's not right. Said Matt's and I, Matt and I once made love after a big loss. He cried more than he usually does during sex. <laughs> ah, it's going to be a fun show. Fun show. Uh, Rachel Jane, you've been talking about wanting to know of your female listeners, so I thought I'd let you know I'm a 27-year-old female from Southern Alberta, and I absolutely love your content. Keep up oh, well, all the thanks. amazing work you're doing. Thank you, Rachel. Seems like we got we have a lot of Canadians. Yeah, it's a, it's a very quiet demographic, our female listenership, but they are out there, and I'm happy to hear from them more frequently yeah. these days. Yep, totally. Thank you for that. Uh, Cody Barrett, I'm a new sub. How did you two meet and come to host such a great show together? Keep up the great work. Oh, boy. The um, origin story. We just planned on doing one stream together and then we had good banter and we're like let's start a show yeah we thought it would be good because we disagree about a lot of things and i'm constantly watching podcasts where it's just people in ideological agreement and i'm like okay this is this is fun but we we tend to not get into real arguments when we have ideological disagreements and we can kind of fight it out and remain friends and so i think that's probably why it's a good show dynamic yeah that's because we're mutually necessary to each other's lives <laughs> at this point <laughs> People, I have people, 
please don't hack our Skype and look at our private messages. But I think that we benefit each other in uh, in important ways, not just for the podcast, but for life in general. Yeah, I think. yeah, definitely. It's been a, a mutually beneficial relationship. That's for sure. Um, Brian, Sue, let's just do two more right now and then I'll circle back to the ones I missed. Uh, I beat a game earlier today and when I saw the credits roll, I made a point to stand in a plot. I hope you're proud of me, Matt. It was awesome. <laughs> Listen, I am in no mindset to rip other people today or make fun of them. Matt's because too tired to rip, I just, to rip on No, anybody. it's because if I try, people are. it's too easy to shoot me down right now. Oh, it's too oh, easy to shoot me down God. and be like, oh, league's best defense, huh? I it's bet. They just got torched by Nick freaking Foles. And I'll be like, yeah, you're right. I don't, I I don't know just what watch that. any of that means. That was just <sighs> gibberish to me. All right. Last one, Austin Reed. Had a date night where we both watched your show last week. Introduce me to the show. Side note, we're both guys. Hi, Jay. I know you're watching. Ooh. Oh, all hi, right. Jay. Austin says hi. That's pretty cool. That, uh, Thanks, guys. It is sweet. If we're the origin story to a romance, man. Yeah. That's, that's adorable. Cool. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll circle back for the rest of these. Okay. Good, because I need to watch someone else cry to raise my spirits. So <laughs> I think this was... Tuesday. I put that in the notes, but I didn't double check. So someday this week, I believe Tuesday, there's this oversight hearing in the Senate Judiciary Committee, and there's questioning of uh, the Secretary of Homeland Security. Her name is Kristen Nielsen, and she was at the alleged shithole meeting that we discussed at length last week. Now, Dick Durbin, the senator from Illinois, first questioned her about Trump's comments, and we'll watch that in a moment. So the context here is Dick Durbin is saying, you were at the meeting with me. What did Trump say? And she's kind of saying, oh, I don't really remember what he said. There was strong language from everybody. And she, I think it's fair to say she's probably ducking a little bit. I think she knows what was said and she just doesn't want to say it. And that's fine. And you can rip her for it. But Cory Booker, Senator from New Jersey and speculated top 2020 democratic candidate. Corey we'll see Booker, about that. Well, I mean, he's definitely leading the leading candidate for the outrage party's nomination. He yeah, is, I don't think I, that's going to appeal to most people. I mean, people are tired of this. I, I watched a, that and I was like, seriously, it was just so overdone. Yeah. I don't have a problem with him saying, like, I think you're bullshitting. I think yeah. you know what happened. I do have a problem with him doing this grandiose display of fake outrage. And and he doesn't actually cry, but I don't believe he cried tears of rage as he says he describes to this woman so this is the scene um before the senate judiciary committee this week so starts out with dick durbin i hope you remember me we were together at two meetings last week some things were said at that meeting which i believe we have to address today people across the united states and around the world want to know what this president believes should be our priorities when it comes to immigration what do you remember the president saying about immigration from African countries to the United States. What I heard him saying was that he'd like to move away from a country-based quota system to a merit-based system. So it shouldn't matter where you're from, it should matter what you can contribute to the United States. How did he characterize those countries in Africa? In I I don't I don't specifically remember a category categorization of countries in Africa. You said on Fox News that the president used strong language. What was that strong language? Uh, let's see. Strong language. There was, uh, I, apologies. I don't remember specific word. Uh, what I was struck with, frankly, as I'm sure you were as well, was just the general, uh, profanity that was used in the room by almost everyone. Commander. Okay. What kind of meeting? This is an oversight meeting, an oversight hearing. Why? Yeah. I'm not exactly 
I was trying to look this up earlier. I'm not exactly clear why the Judiciary Committee is grilling her for this. I, there I'm was, not 100%. There's no evidence of illegality, even based on their claims. I'm not sure why this would necessitate an oversight hearing. Yeah, the, I'm not clear on that. But apparently it, it's just for virtue signaling purposes. Now, you see what I mean? How she says, like, they were using strong language. Well, what was the strong language? I, I can't recall. I just know it was strong. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of nonsense. And Dick Durbin sort of calls her out for that. Now, it could be that the the entire basis for this meeting is nonsense, as you're saying, too. Like, that's, it seems silly to have a hearing and just, yeah, just this to is a stupid waste of time. Why? investigate what mean words were said. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that she's kind of BSing, but does it merit this, this tantrum from Cory Booker? In chief, in an Oval Office meeting, referring to people from African countries and Haitians, with the most vile and vulgar language. That language festers. When ignorance and bigotry is allied with power, it is a dangerous force in our country. Your silence and your amnesia is complicit. The table. Right now in our nation, we have a problem. I don't know if 73% of your time is spent on white supremacist hate groups. I don't know if 73% what? of your time is spent concerned about the people in fear. Now I wanted to look up the context for him saying that. Is he implying that 73% of the risk or danger is attributable to white supremacists? I'm not sure. He said 73% uh. of your time spent on reviewing white supremacist content. Is that what he said? Yeah, which to me implies that he thinks basically 73% of the risk to homeland security is attributable to white supremacists. That's idiotic. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if he believes that to be true. I mean, let's, let's keep going. In communities in this country, Sikh Americans, Muslim Americans, Black Americans, the fact pattern is clear of the threats in this country. I hurt. When Dick Durbin called me, I had tears of rage when I heard about this experience in that meeting. And for you not to feel that hurt and that pain and to dismiss some of the questions of my colleagues, saying I've already him. answered that line of questions when tens like, of millions of Americans are hurting right now because of what they're worried about what happened in the White House. That's unacceptable to me. There are threats in this country. People plotting. I receive enough death threats to know the reality. Kamala receives enough death threats to know the reality. Maisie receives enough death threats to know the reality. And I've got a president of the United States whose office I respect, who talks about the country's origins of my fellow citizens in the most despicable of manner. You don't remember. You can't remember the words of your commander in chief. I find that unacceptable. Mr. Chairman, I'm grateful to be on this committee. Oh. I'm more than ever today happy I am here. Thank you. Oh. Oh, Get God. that man that a gold just... medal at the Outrage Olympics. My goodness. That was not very convincing. I don't, bronze at best. Oh, he went into oh, full preacher mode there. Well, Jeez. that's the thing is, this is the natural extension of outrage culture. It's, as soon as we've decided that whoever feels the most, whoever hurts the most, who's, whoever's outraged the most, then it's just a contest to put on this type of display to decide who's right. And that's, that's uh, think whatever you want about the president's alleged commentary. This type of display is not something we should be happy about either. Uh, of course not. But, but I think the general public watched that and they were like, I'm not buying it. Um, to some of his claims, uh, like when he says to her, uh, the fact that you don't feel this pain. Well, she didn't say that. She never actually said that. She just said, I don't recall what was said. Now you can say that's BS or not, but to say, well, she, you don't feel the pain. Well, who can, 
One, she never said that. Two, why does it matter if she did or not? And how would that impact her duties as Homeland Security Because it's a leftist secretary? mentality. You have to feel the pain of every minority, every transgender person, or you're a piece of shit person. What does that even mean? I don't know. It's just virtue signaling at the highest. That was just virtue signaling the whole shebang. Feel feelings that you don't feel. Do it. Well, what do you yeah. do? What? I don't understand what that even means. Uh, his claim tens of millions of Americans are hurt. I don't buy that. I just don't. Tens of millions are hurt. Like their their like lives. Their feelings are hurt. Who cares? Their lives were impacted by this. I doubt it. You might have an opinion on it, but like, did it impact your life? Were you actually was your life hurt? <sighs> uh, oh, the only other thing is here. The, this whole thing made me want want someone to create a Tears in Heaven uh, parody. You know, like you could make a Tears of Rage parody. Of I don't know. It's too, it's too soon, I think. Tears in Heaven. I'm not talented enough to do that, but I hope someone might do that. Sorry. But anyway, this is this is another example, too. I love um, how the same thing can happen and the, the left and the right receive it in such different ways. Because this guy was just propped up, celebrated, applauded for this by the left. And then everybody... Um, Everybody else on the right, and maybe it's not a left-right split, but just there's a clear cultural split where it's like, this is bullshit. I don't care about your feelings. I mean, what was the left's perception of this? I I only watched the right-wing reaction to this. Cory Booker slams Homeland Security Secretary over not feeling feelings good enough. You know, I mean, all your social media and stuff like that. I mean, the, the, the headlines are simultaneously that he destroys her or... He destroyed himself by just being an emotional child about this. And I'm, regardless of the politics, I'm on the latter. I don't, I, I wouldn't care about this if it, was, if it was coming from a right-wing source about someone talking about, um, someone, let's, let's say it was uh, some debate about uh, abortion, uh, being, being pro-life or something. The fact that you don't feel for these fetuses. Like, I don't know, that okay, seems far more legitimate to me. I mean, I guess maybe it's a more rational feeling, but I think there are better arguments to be made than just like, you need to feel the feelings better. Yeah, Make that's always the left's argument, though. Yeah. Like, what about what about how they feel? How they feel? Yeah. Yeah. Give, give me a rational argument, please. Yep. The fact that you don't feel my Vikings pain tonight, that you don't feel the crushing that's because defeat. That's stupid and I don't care. <laughs> and that's what I would tell Cory Booker, too. <laughs> okay. You want to move on to um, the hijab Brooker. hoax? I always call him uh, Corey Brooker because I've been saying Charlie Brooker, which is the, mm. the creator of Black Mirror. I've been doing this all week. It's driving me crazy. What do you, you say? Talk, you want to talk hijab hoax? Yeah, I think, I think we deserve some accolades. Okay. I think we can be pretty quick on this before we take another break. Uh, as I said, not to brag, but you, <laughs> you sent me this screenshot of um, uh, our, our overall faces last week. Um, your face in particular, I think, was especially skeptical about what we were looking at. Yeah, yeah. But this was such an obvious call. Let's talk about why it was obvious so that we, we know okay. for next time. Because we're becoming experts at identifying hoax hate, but they are almost all fairly obvious, I think. Uh, okay, the first thing that tipped me off that this was fake, I became very confident when I heard the girl telling her story. Because she clearly was recounting what she had been told to tell the news station or whatever. Um, and it was not as though somebody was recounting events from their own memory. When people do that, they, you know, you, you can tell when somebody's speaking off the cuff, their eyes kind of dart around and everything like that. She was looking down and like referencing a, a literal memorized script. It was very, very obvious. Hmm. 
you noticed that too. I think you said something about it. I rewatched our segment from last week and I think that we may or may not have discussed this. Yeah. I mean, the key for me on a lot of these things is, is visualizing the events being described and thinking about how a rational person or yes. not even rational, yes. but like a regular person would react. I'm not saying you have to react rationally to someone assaulting you that that might cause someone to react irrationally, perhaps justifiably so. But, but I know we talked about how weird it is that you claim to have been at first off, you, you had your hood pulled back, then scissors came in and cut, which is uh, kind of a miracle of maneuvering there. That'd be very difficult to do. But you say that happened once and you screamed and then the guy went away. To me, a rational, I shouldn't use the word rational, a child in that scenario runs, seeks out an adult, talks to somebody. Yeah. Doesn't just hang out and get attacked again. And then apparently again. this person circled back and attacked again. That's right. when you were like, no. Doesn't doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and then I've got to see the the crying, you know, mom and the burka and everything. I'm like, this is just yeah. this is all clearly fake. The only thing that made us think that maybe it might be real is that they said it was an Asian dude and not a white guy. And I think the simple answer here, and again, not to pat our backs too much, even though we are doing that, but the simple answer here is is um is the easy one, which is just expect evidence for claims. Yeah, expect verifiability for claim. claims. So, so yeah. it's, it's less of our insight. It's more of how is it possible that all of you people in the media didn't check for any verified information on these right. claims? They didn't do preliminary research. You would have been yeah. able to figure this out if you talked to school administrators, but they didn't do any of that. They had run with the story within, it seems like within just moments of it hearing was hours, it. like, it, like it a was, number of a few hours. She maybe? allegedly had this happen to her walking to school. On Friday morning, and, and then at nine later Friday morning, there was a school the board press conference, and it, it, according to the reporting, that's who's responsible for the press conferences. It was the school board setting all this up and propping them up and putting them all out on display. Uh, yeah, but I think that the mom probably put her her daughter up to this. Is is what it seems like? Yeah. Like I heard that the the parents involved themselves in this press conference, which leads me to believe that it wasn't just this little girl that came to her mom with the story. Yeah. And I, and I don't think she wrote her own script about what she should tell them in the news conference. I, it really, this really like reeks to me like her lying Muslim mother put it up, to, put her up to it. And, and it could be a combination of both. You know, it could be a combination of something. Uh, I, I there are a lot of theories about why this happened. Could it be that the child like cut her own hijab because she didn't want to wear it, and then this like a lie just went too far and got carried away? Could be. Could it be that the mom created the lie to advance this narrative and agenda? Could be. And could it also be that the school board is way overly eager to buy stories like but this and virtue signal and the media? Yeah. Everybody was like, "Oh, this story is." perfect and so they just ran with it before doing any investigation yeah and then nobody fucking prints a retraction i don't see trudeau out there having another press conference with 10 people dressed in black lined up behind him saying by the way this actually didn't happen sorry like, about it, accusing you all of islamophobia, islamophobia generally yeah. without well, evidence the spirit of it's so. true the spirit of it's true no i'm gonna get to that this week i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about that because i wanted to do it last week and you know just some things be i too many obstacles to deal with so i wasn't able to do videos this week but i will this next week Th there's a lot of that reasoning of well you know you're not supposed to cry wolf but if the wolf is real then it's not that bad well the wolf's not real yeah okay according to I, th I talked about this last week i think too if you look at canada's hate crime statistics which these media reports often reference there there are like 150 anti-islamic hate crimes in canada a year out Bullshit. of 1.2 million muslims and i bet i bet 10 of those are legitimate 
Well, and then, but then they say that crap up to two thirds aren't reported. How could you possibly know that? I'll I, you, talk more about it this week. Rape statistics. It's, it's you should you shouldn't accept that reasoning because it's bad reasoning. It's never good to cry wolf, period. But don't accept that their wolf is real either because the data don't show that. Well, let's talk punishment then. Nothing's going to happen to these people. What should happen to them? No, they say at the end of the story here that we'll play that it's just basically up to the school board and the parent deciding whether they want to punish the child or not. But the child is not the only. Honestly, the child is like the, the because she's a child, she's the least. She's the one I'm worried about the least, like the mom and the school board and the media. I'm more pissed off about. Well, yeah, but I mean, I think that she definitely deserves expulsion. So does her little lying brother. And then they should just deport them to whatever shithole country they came from. You're going to come into these into these Western countries, you know, get jobs in these countries, shit all over the population, talk about how they're so racist, then invent a hoax hate story and not get sent back to your country. I think they're citizens or they've been here for like 10 years. Oh, really? Yeah. Get back. Leave. Get out. Well, can you revoke citizenship over something like that? I mean, if I were God emperor. If you were queen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, I. I... This would be a good case for revoking citizenship. Let's let's, let's just play the story. (laughs) Jesus Christ. You're cheering me up already. Good. Oh my God. Talks of deportations usually do cheer. So here's the, here's the follow-up story from CTV. The investigation into a potential hate crime against an 11-year-old. Ter- now, sorry to pause it so quickly, but remember, this is the same yeah, lady we worked on last week, and she started <laughs> off by saying, what a brave, stunning, courageous child who turned fear into courage or whatever she said. <laughs> It's, it turned fear into composure is what she said. She just ran with it. And these bull, she felt the feelings like Cory Booker wanted her to. <sighs> Bonto to girl wrapped up with a surprise ending today. Police say the assault didn't happen. Claims by the grade six student that she was attacked over her religion triggered a national reaction right up to the prime minister's office. The tale of what happened to this 11-year-old Muslim girl while on her way to school was so yeah. disturbing. It- he says that twice. Am I No, wrong it's the to be Ann annoyed? Coulter pronunciation. Ann Coulter says that. Muslim. Doesn't she know. say that ironically, though? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't. There's got to be a joke there. Like, what is the... Arabic cow say or something like that. Muslim, or like maybe there's an old McDonald joke. Uh, You're a Muslim, there a Muslim everywhere, moo Muslim. I keep going. Made headlines both across the country and on news websites around the globe, touting her claim that a scissor wielding stranger had pulled back the hood of her jacket and cut her hijab. Today, though, police said the story was indeed troubling because it was bogus. We analyzed the evidence. We came to the only conclusion that made sense, which is that this didn't happen. On Friday, the grade six student and her family went before the cameras at a press availability arranged by school board staff. Though some in the community felt something didn't sound right about the girl's story. For someone to take the hoodie off first and then try to cut the... So this all, you know, the story didn't really appeal me that it really could have happened. Now yeah. I'm not. I don't know if that guy is in fact a Muslim, a Muslim. or not. He, he looks, looks like Muslim, he, he looks like he may be. But if he is, how funny is that? Even the Muslim He's guy like, is no. saying like, <laughs> what, "What is this bullshit? <laughs> no way that happened." Me that it really could have happened. The prime minister and others, though, believed the girl and were quick to respond. I can't imagine how afraid she must have been. It's not yet been revealed why she lied, 
with some critical of the decision to allow her to speak at her school, which seemed to lend credibility to her story. I've been involved in a number of issues where the school board, acting with the best of intentions, but being driven by political correctness and virtue signaling, have made some wrong calls. This was definitely yeah, the wrong call. Some Muslim groups are now concerned because hate messages <laughs> aimed at the girl have popped up online. And they fear the false allegation could lead to further discrimination. This will probably be used as an opportunity to downplay all of the times that Muslims come out and speak out awesome. against Islamophobia. But we should try to really push back from allowing this to derail the very serious matters that are happening in this country. There aren't very serious matters. It's there are 150 cases a year in a country of, what, 35 million people? So what this bitch is telling me is Muslim taqiyya, where they can just indiscriminately lie to infidels, is creating a system whereby they are no longer trusted by the general public. Boo-hoo. I don't give a shit. I don't care. Ho These are almost all hoax hate incidents. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. Like, even if you believe what she's saying, you gotta be, you gotta be firmer against the people who are faking because you're exactly. saying, look, I believe this is a real problem. You are discrediting it. You, 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 you can't underhand the general public by, by saying, well, the real problem is all the Islamophobia around here. No, oh. it clearly is not. Yeah, and all of the everything that this chick is getting online, this this girl, she definitely had coming to her. Well, I find it very unfortunate that it is a child for sure, although I doubt the child is like personally reading these things. But who is responsible for protecting the child? One, her mother, two, the school board who put her out there under false pretenses because they couldn't be bothered to vet this for themselves. That's not why. They did it because they wanted to be part of this giant virtue signaling operation. They knew this would be an international story, and they wanted to appear that they were tolerant and accepting of Muslims in their own community. This, <sighs> this just fit the narrative for everybody, and everybody jumped on it without doing any kind of preliminary research. It's incredible. The media does this shit all the time. One, one last uh, soundbite here. In this country. As for the girl, because she's 11, police are no longer involved. And it's up to the school and her parents to decide if she'll face any further consequences. Oh, really? The school that put her in front of all these cameras to tell this fucking lie and then her mom that gave her a script so that she could lie about what happened to her. Those are the people that are going to punish her? Expulsion. How, yeah. Well, I... How did... How... I'm with you that maybe there should be discipline. I just don't know how the school board does that without hypocritically not punishing themselves in some way. Yeah, but I'm not worried about them. I don't care. I don't care. I'm talking about justice. Yeah, but they're they are also a culprit. Of the course they boys. are. Yeah. Yeah. So how do they how do they impose justice upon themselves? I mean, if I were them, I'd be trying to save my hind quarters by saying that the parents put them up to it. <laughs> if I lived in this place in Canada, I, I don't know how they structure their school board, but this is a, a fireable offense for every single board member to me. I yeah. would vote oh, yeah. them all off. I don't care how much I agree. I I don't care about anything else. Like who looked at them. the story and they were like, this checks out. Let's yeah. go international. Let's bring in media outlets from other countries into our school so we can talk about it. Did you see how many cameras were in there? Oh, yeah. It was like and it's amazing. people in there. Yeah, was... I mean, this was done in such short notice, and it's like the, the word went out from this school board and every reporter in Canada. Yeah. Which, by the way, is very geographically large. I mean, this, this took place, I think, in Toronto. So, you know, it makes sense that there could be a lot of reporters there in that context. But even in an urban center context, the idea that there are that many reporters immediately available on a moment's accusation of Islamophobic activity is pretty astounding. I'm happy that people can see how little research the mainstream media is doing when they find a story that supports their existing narrative. Yeah. I mean, stuff like this is good. And then it leads people to distrust the Muslim community, which, you know, they shouldn't trust the Muslim community. 
<clears throat> this is good. This is net positive. Hoax hate. Trying to trying to trying to figure out if I this that's a that's a classic comment where I'm gonna get an email like you need to push back on her. <laughs> what uh, you think yeah. we should trust the Muslim community? Why? What reason have they given us to trust them? All those um, awesome societies that they've built. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Those awesome, how much historical tolerance they've shown to Christians. That, that's another reason that I definitely trust Muslims. And then, See, of course, I, what good citizens are when they come to our country. Hey, I checked the box. I pushed back. I'm ready to move on. <laughs> we should probably do some soup. We got to talk okay. about Yeah, we got more Canada. Um, well, I guess this took place in um, in England, Jordan Peterson's visit with Channel oh, 4. Oh, I can't wait to talk about this. I yeah. had such a good time watching it. And then Sargon made a great video about it. So if mm. you guys haven't watched that, um, you should check it out. Okay, what are we? I did the gay couple. That is not a good soundbite right there. <laughs> Save. <It's> bad. <laughs> yeah, what's the timestamp on that? That's oh, 4811. No. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dangerous Spaces said if you drink every time Kathy Newman says, so what you're saying, you will die of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot why of great memes. Is worthless. She a lot does of good memes lot. came out of that. Yeah. One well, of them was like there. Jordan Peterson saying, he said, uh, I would argue that. Whether, that you should be able to eat pineapple on pizza or not, depending on your preference. And then her response was like, so what you're saying is you should have sex with pineapples. <laughs> and, he was, and he said, no, it was something. I probably butchered the meme, but that was my favorite one. Oh, our comedy is top notch tonight. Yeah, I'm on it. Clearly, uh, <laughs> top of my game. Just like the Vikings, top of their game too. Oh boy. Uh, the Ace Thunder 32 said, send them back. I know, right? I actually don't know their nation of origin, but they, they came here 10 years ago. I believe I read that. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I thought I read that last week when we were putting the story together. Um, although I don't know why that wouldn't change anything for me. To me, it just depends <laughs> on their legal status. Uh, if if you're a citizen, then you, I don't think you can revoke citizenship over something like this. I mean, we're talking about a hypothetical situation where I have all the power and have to consult nobody to make unilateral decisions. So a utopia is what I'm saying. Yeah, you're not talking about within existing legal framework. Right. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm still committed to those pesky things like, you know, following the law. That's as silly. it exists. Yeah, I know. Except for the catapult. That's yeah. my only proposed amendment. Yeah, and we still have got to sort through that catapult dome situation. Yeah, build a door. We already figured that out. Oh, that's right. Build a hatch. A little a little catapult hatch. Yeah, a little window. Yeah. Yeah. Steven Suarez. Here, blonde, have a meal from some faggots until your man gets his pay caught up. <laughs> Thank you so oh, much, Stephen. I appreciate. I thought that. you. I thought you were a a, a a womanly housewife. You're you're a good cook. Are you not? Yeah. 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 But I will say, like, cooking for one is really depressing, and so I don't do it that much. I just kind of eat nuts and fruit all day. <laughs> That's my diet right now. Yeah. Back back when I was younger and I was trying to impress women, I was like trying to learn to cook, you know. Until I realized that none of the women know how to cook anyway. It's a, it's really a bummer. I don't know why people don't like to cook. You get to nourish all these people and then they give you all these compliments about what a good cook you are. It fills yeah. your ego and fills their bellies. It's, you know, everybody wins. Yeah. Um, Redica said, I just love the side-by-sides of people perpetrating the shutdown with their previous or perpetuating the, the perpetrating. I'm so blind. I, either or. Either would fit. The shutdown with their previous comments where Republicans did a shutdown. Man, I mean, do people should we have talked about the about the shutdown more? Well, I just, there is a great clip. The one that I've seen that I think the chatter is referencing is one of Chuck Schumer in 2013 when he was bitching about the that's shutdown. That's right. Man. Yeah, and he, he said this blank. would be like me shutting down the government over illegal immigrants <laughs> or whatever, which is exactly what's going on right yeah. now. Didn't yeah, didn't Trump say some things that got him in a bind in 2013 as well? I think he said that the president's always responsible for shutdowns for government shutdowns. Yeah, probably. I mean, doesn't matter. I, I, I don't really I, care I'm about not, things. He said. 
you know, before it's, it's was... a lot of political gamesmanship on on either side. It's uh... I just don't think it's a super important story. I think it's going to be resolved almost immediately. It's going to impact your average person none effectively. Yeah. Um, Zen Mistress Matt's beer fun just stay drunk until after the Super Bowl. <laughs> Oh, that's a long two weeks. I got stuff to do. This chick is always cracking me up on <laughs> Gavin and our super chats. Thank you for that. Uh, Mark Case said, love you guys. Also, margaritas and nachos. Hashtag amnesty. Hashtag I love immigrants. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. Claude Sanchark said, nice intro music. Could you make for purchase? Please replay it. Hashtag Trump fake news awards. Hashtag NFL championships. Hashtag release the memo. Because quiet Dems. Yeah, I hope that this actually happens. I'm, I'm starting to worry that maybe I've overplayed my hand, not about the importance of the FISA memo, but about the impact that it's going to have. Right. We need to see the memo. And I'm trying, as I said in our Skype chat, I caution you about setting yourself up again. for the same blue balls that they have over impeachment and Russian collusion and those sorts of things. I don't know. Trey Gowdy's on it like a dog with a bone. And he, he yeah, usually but... And he's not, he doesn't when, have a tendency. When have we ever seen a congressional investigation lead to nothing before? I know, I know, but I, <laughs> I'm just so hopeful. But maybe I'm like the Dems with this impeachment thing and I just yeah. keep riding the roller coaster and nothing's going to happen. I just I, feel I like enough people see have memo. seen it. I mean, then, then we'll know. But we'll don't know you something. think there would be leaks? Don't you think if they decide not to release it, that some congressman that's seen it is going to leak it in some way if he really believes it's important? I mean, that's terribly illegal, but in light of the current political climate, I just think that it's likely that this is going to get to the general public at some point in time yeah i don't i mean i we saw that one congressman in your story there was saying he expects it to be in the public's hands within 18 to 19 days mm -hmm. so maybe yeah. so and ho i mean obviously hopefully legally I, i'd prefer this not leak i prefer it be handled through legal means of declassification Yeah, but I, the, what further complicates matters is that i don't trust republicans that are involved in this either Huh. I just don't trust any entrenched bureaucrat. And so I don't really know what to believe or what the likelihood that this is actually going to make waves is. Things are corrupt to the core. It's it's really hard to make predictions about what's going to happen. Hmm. But I hope I hope that this leads to indictments. We'll see. Uh, Evil Fuzzy Nine. Recovering from a cold, watching the kids yesterday made me realize how bad the writing on SpongeBob is these days. I've actually never huh. seen that show. Yeah, I've not I've not watched an episode myself either. I think we missed it by like eight years yeah it was a little after our time yeah just a little bit um thank you for that pub test said happy australia day on the 26th of january thank you for that ah, pub test we appreciate yeah. that and happy australia day i met some friends. uh some kiwis up at big sky oh, yeah? yesterday yeah uh and i well I, I was running into them in the lodge and they were trying to do something so they're asking me questions were they super like, guys... friendly yeah they were pretty friendly i was like are you guys australian or are you new zealanders because i can't tell but i think both the accents are awesome they're my favorite <laughs> So we're talking about New Zealand for a while. When I've been traveling, the Australians and the Kiwis that I've met, they've been so fun and so nice. Yeah. Always really consistently nice people. Yeah. And then, of course, and the I, bears. Can't forget that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, which, uh, by the way, we're hoping to have them back uh, next Sunday for a you know chat with Bering and, and Sugar Tits on there, uh, next Sunday. And I can, I guess I can tell the New Zealand accent, but I got to listen closely. It sounds a yeah. little more British, uh, does the New Zealand accent. I don't know. I have a hard time differentiating. They're pretty close. They're really close. They're close. Yeah. Uh, the hate camel said, what's the difference between a Muslim and a Protestant? A Protestant gets stoned before committing adultery. Have some duct tape money. <laughs> thank you. Ah, thank you for that. Uh, Joel Dykeman looks like a silver bullet isn't strong enough for today's disappointment, Matt. I'd suggest some whiskey. Uh, you know, actually, I did buy, uh, I rarely buy liquor, but for events ongoing last night, I went to the liquor store and bought some, uh, some Captain Morgan. I do have a, 
healthy supply of Captain Morgan out there. Spiced rum is really going to put stock. some hair on your chest. I, I'm not really a liquor drinker, but I went to an event last night that was, you know, you had to, you had to buy drinks at the thing. So I just packed in a flask because it was outdoors. Nice. Yeah. Good work. Nunia Stockson said, me and Matt once made love to the gorilla fights on. <sighs> I got to read these before. What is, I, I haven't seen it. What, what is it, too racist? Is it too... It's just too racist. You guys, it's okay. too racist. But if I read all the super need... chats before I read them out loud, it takes forever. Um, all right, fine. I guess I'm just going to have to do this now. Matt, as an old Houston Oilers fan, I feel your pain. At least they didn't blow a 35-point lead on the fourth quarter against Buffalo in the fourth quarter. Oh, God. Well, you know, at least I... I guess it's better this way because if they won the game, I was going to drop a grand to go to Minnesota next week to hang out and uh, enjoy the Super Bowl there. And uh, presumably that's better than this is better than them losing that game and me being out a lot of money. I don't know why I'm nodding. I am not listening to you at all. I'm like, I'm over here like, yeah. I should feel liberated. I should feel (laughs) liberated from this, from this unhealthy emotional investment. At least it's over forever. For now. I don't know. Whenever the next thing happens that makes it possible for you to have hope. I don't know what that is. <sighs> the, uh, the draft and free agency and all that. But that's like way out there. So I'm not going to have to hear you talk about football for like, what, six months? Uh, no, yeah. I mean, no. Well, I don't know. Depending on how the draft. I mean, this is like March and April stuff. Maybe some super chatters will talk about it. I won't because nobody really wants to hear about that. But I'm talking about it anyway. So this is the worst possible outcome for you, but the best possible outcome for me. Um, no, I mean, those things would be true regardless of what happened. Uh, in the Super Bowl. I see. Yeah. I see. Uh, friend of the show, you can, Stan. You, you can count on f- basically February and March off of football talk, and that's about it. Okay. That's great. So that's you're great. almost there, yeah. Okay, good deal. Uh, friend of the show, Stan, MSA, MSNBC contributor and Dem strategist Scott Dworkin claims anyone who says release the memo is a traitor. Yeah, whatever. Wasn't it MSNBC or was it CNN that he, said that? He was the guy who also promoted the Gorilla Channel. That's the same guy. No way. Yeah. Was it him? Yeah, that's the same guy. Um, Was it MSNBC? I think it was CNN that said that if you read the WikiLeaks documents, that's illegal. So yeah, that was Chris Cuomo. But it's not illegal for CNN because they're special media or something. Oh, my God. These people are such liars. <laughs> yeah. Lying sack of shit. The Mass 86, thanks for keeping me sane in Hawaii. Sorry about that. That, uh false alarm jeez yeah just kidding did, guys. did we talk about that last week uh, um no we didn't and we didn't talk we didn't talk about it much there were some interesting side stories that came out of that though oh boy there's so many i wonder if we should come back to these uh yeah we should probably come back okay let's get into jordan peterson uh and kathy newman so i've only seen kathy newman once before from interviewing milo and it was when was that i vaguely remember it's was like it, it, it was like fall 2016 uh, so it's been like a year and a half. Give me a little TLDR on that. They, so they were just talking right. feminism, as I recall. It was like, you know, your general like feminist talking points, which is sort of what we get into here in this interview, because it's with Jordan Peterson about his upcoming, or is it out yet? I don't know. His book, um, the, uh, the 12 Rules to or as an Antidote to Chaos, whatever, he, whatever the title of it is, I forget. Sorry for butchering it, Mr. Peterson, but, you know, instead of creating uh, complete notes, I was watching a football disaster. <laughs> So she's challenging him on various points within his book. These include the wage gap. Challenging. Um, challenging him. Yes. I use that term loosely. The wage gap, uh, the kind of, I don't know if it's fair to characterize what 
I don't want to put words in Peterson's mouth because I don't think he says that, but says this, but kind of the the myth of men and women's equality, and I don't mean that to be legal equality, but the idea that men and women are the same thing who make the same choices in the same situations, which we know right. is not true, of course. Uh, challenges him on free speech versus what she calls the right not to be offended. What? In, in the context as soon as of- came out of her mouth, you can tell she's like, damn, yeah. that's a weak argument. I shouldn't have done that. She gets racked on that one really yeah. hard. It's in the context of transgender pronouns. There's some other topics. He just laughs at her on no less than three occasions. Just laughs in her face. Yes. And this was expertly done because he absolutely destroys her in a very Gently. calm, respectful Gently. fashion. Yeah. And I, I really appreciated it. And I think a lot of people did, which is why this has so much play this week. But How I many kinda... views? Two million was last I checked. Yeah, it's a lot. It was up over 100,000 likes. And this is on Channel 4's channel, too. It's not even on Did they Peterson's disable comments? Channel. No, I think they're still open, I believe. Oh, man. I bet they're just ripping through her terribly. So here are uh, what I considered to be the highlights of, of, this, um, of this exchange. Well, men and women won't sort themselves into the same categories if you leave them alone to do it off their own accord. I've already seen that in Scandinavia. It's 20 to so- 1 female nurses and approximately the same male engineers to female engineers. And that's a consequence of the free choice of men and women in the societies that have gone farther than any other societies to make gender equality the purpose of the law. Those are ineradicable differences. You can eradicate them with tremendous social pressure and tyranny, but if you leave men and women to make their own choices, you will not get equal outcomes. Right, so you're saying that anyone who believes in equality, whether you call them feminists, call them whatever you want to call them, should basically give up because it ain't going to happen. Only if they're aiming at equality of outcome. So you're saying give people equality of of opportunity, that's fine. Not only fine, it's eminently desirable. You basically saying women need to just accept they're never going to make it on equal terms, equal outcomes is what how you defined it. No, I didn't. If say I was that, a young woman that equal... watching that, I would go, well, I might as well just go and play with my Cindy dolls. I'd I give up trying that. at school because I'm not going to get the top job I want because there's someone e- sitting there saying it's not possible. I and said it's not that desirable, equal outcomes make you aren't miserable. desirable. That's what I said. It's a it's a yeah, bad social goal. I didn't say that women shouldn't be striving for the top or anything like that. He you can't even freedom of speech in that. Yeah. Sorry, okay. I, I do want to point out that, that she has already straw manned him three times. This, this tactic that she uses. So what you're saying that that is a straw man tactic. If I've ever heard one, because then she just spews off some point that he didn't make at all at all. So what you're saying is women shouldn't even try anymore. No. All he yeah. said was that we can't expect a quality of outcome, although it's eminently desirable to have a quality of opportunity, which is, you know, what most people believe. It baffles me that this talking point persists, and especially in the face of such eloquent explanation from right. a guy like Peterson. The fact that men and women choose different things and have different financial or professional outcomes on the basis of those choices is not a bad thing in itself. The analogy I will always make is I have plenty of friends who decided to go to law school and become lawyers when I did not. And the reason that I did not is because I saw the stressful life that they were going to get themselves themselves into. And they did. Now they are compensated more handsomely than I am on the basis of their choice to do that. It is not discrimination that I don't make as much money as my lawyer friends because I made the choice that I wanted to do something like this that I consider more personally fulfilling, even though it's not as lucrative. And that's the same dynamic that exists on the choices that occur on average between men and women. That's not discrimination. That's actually freedom. That's people making free choice. And this is what we want to see. We want to see people making free choice. And then, you know, we don't necessarily want to see a quality of outcome. That's suspicious. That means that we've probably socially engineered things 
too much. Yeah, what we want to do that. Every right. profession is now 50%, 50% men and 50% yeah. women. That's bizarre. And that's going to destroy industries where historically women don't do well, like engineering. Um, and then what about uh, uh, industries like nurses, which is, did he say it was like 70 to 80% female? Yeah, he said 20 to 1 in some in Scandinavian countries, nurse. Uh, I mean, which that, would be, that's yeah. crazy. Are we going to disrupt all of the female-dominated uh, markets as well and make sure that more men get involved? No, of course not. This is just so obvious. It's not about equality. It's about female superiority. Yeah. And this, this is a point he goes on to make up for a long time. And I know I'm hammering this point for a lot of people that already understand it, but maybe there are a couple of listeners who don't. It, it, unequal outcome is not in itself evidence of discrimination. Right. If you look at unequal outcome between a physician and a janitor, they're doing different work. Yeah. <laughs> it requires different different uh different um qualifications that create different contributions to society it's a dangerous premise that we're operating under yeah that this is because of discrimination that all inequality of outcome is because of discrimination i don't i don't even know how we got here it's obvious that people are going to make different choices that men and women aren't the same yeah. we have been socially engineered and indoctrinated to the point where we are rejecting basic things basic visual information that we receive on a daily basis yeah and and whether you I don't know how this is even debatable, but not a lot of women measure their own. I shouldn't say there are plenty of women who don't measure their satisfaction or success in life by dollars and cents right. in terms of their income. Right. And that's right. their choice. And there are a lot of men, by contrast, who do like my value as a man is determined by the bread I can supply my family with. And that's not necessarily what women choose to do. That's not the role they, they often choose for, the, for their it's, lives. It's frustrating, though, because I can't believe that we're still talking about know, some of these issues. It's like, are we still fucking talking about the wage gap? What have we been doing for two years if we haven't debunked the wage gap effectively? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, everybody's seen that 30-second shoe-on-head clip. It's just like, we've been here. Yeah. We all ha we know the wage gap is nonsense. You can eliminate it almost completely, except what remains is, is female choice. Everybody knows this. And we're still discussing it on Channel 4. Yep. But now we're going to get into transgender pronouns. Oh, See, this again. She gets, I mean, she even admits her own defeat on this one. Is this where she goes, um, well, well let's. Sure. Why should your right to freedom of speech trump a trans person's right not to be offended? Because ah! in order to be able to think, you have to risk being offensive. I mean, look at the conversation we're having right now. You're certainly willing to risk offending me in the pursuit of truth. Why should you have the right to do that? It's been rather uncomfortable. Well, I'm, I'm very glad I put you on the spot. <laughs> you get my point. It's like you're, you're doing what you should do, which is digging a bit to see what the hell's going on. So and that you, is what you should do. But you're you, exercising you your freedom of speech to certainly risk offending me. And that's fine. I think more power to you as far as I'm concerned. I'm just trying, I'm just trying to work that out. I mean... Ha, gotcha. You have got me. You have got me. I'm trying to work <laughs> that out of my head. You just oh, saying... God, it's so bad. If that happened in a debate, like we periodically debate people, but oh boy, if that happened in a debate, I would just have to accept that I had been defeated. Sure. And to some yeah. extent, I'm actually glad that she does that rather than try to fight it. I think that, what, what is it that Sam Harris says? It's a great thing to watch someone's mind change in real time. I think we got a dose of that I don't think that, that right we're there. watching her mind change. I think we're think watching so? somebody flail around as they realize that their own worldview doesn't really have any substance. You think that this is going to make her change her mind? In two days, you know, she's probably going to be more of an entrenched feminist than she already is. Sure. I don't think this is going to change shit. She's like 40 or 50. 
There's no maybe. changing this one. Maybe it, can I modify the claim to say it's a wonderful thing to watch someone's confidence in their own perspective crumble. Sure, in this time. is about getting wrecked. Let's all not act like it, it's not. But but I don't think there's any shame in that. I think there's only shame. Really, in because how you I am mortified for her and ashamed for her. I I would never. Um, I would never assign someone shame for having their perspective defeated in a situation like this. The only thing I assign shame for is is clawing and grasping at straws when it's clear that you have lost. And she does do that. Yeah. She does do that in plenty of situations. But her worldview isn't based on any evidence. Don't you think that somebody that has a worldview based on nonsense should be kind of ashamed that they've allowed it to go so far? Like, this bitch is insane. No, I mean, she because, believes because things that's... that are patently insane. What I want, what I would really respect her for is a change of mind. And as you say, maybe we're not going to get that. But for anyone who comes around to 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 the evidence, to superior reasoning, any, I, will get, I will always be happy when someone changes their mind uh, in pers- uh, to, to, to a better perspective, to an objectively better perspective. People in the live chat are saying she's 62. Is this true? Not, not, definitely not bad for 62. Not bad. Say. Not bad. Keeping it pretty tight for 62. Good for her. I mean, she's still insane, but she's definitely not going to change. 62, I mean. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one thing I always hate about the social justice warrior crowd is they want you to go to their side. And then if you do, they say, well, you, you've you said all this stuff in the past, so you can't come over here now. Well, I'm trying to be on your side. I'm trying to say that you're right, even though I don't. But you know what I mean? Like they, they purity test everyone. It's like if you weren't on this team the whole time, then you can't be on this team. Well, no, you should always want to persuade people and get them over to your side. Yes, but why? I mean, it just drains us of energy and is so rarely effective. It's like, why should I fucking bother? I'm telling I'm, you, the only way you can get women over to the right wing side is for somebody to marry them and change their mind about it. Yeah, what do you think? Look at what happened with Lacey Green. It, it's the Chris Reagan <laughs> dick, you know, theory. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, and I mean, what, oh, we she's can, 43. You lying sacks of shit. Well, then, bad job. she accuses jordan peterson of being a provocateur and an alt-right guy or like the alt-right in this in this clip murderous so to provoke aren't you i mean you are a provocateur i never say you're like the alt-right that you hate to be compared to what you Um, want to stir things up i'm only a provocateur insofar as when i say what i believe to be true it's provocative i don't provoke maybe for humor now and then I hear this argument against Ann Coulter all the time. You're just saying these things because they're controversial and, and you want to, you know, you want to anger people. You're a provocateur. That's not an argument. And I, of all the people to call a provocateur, like Jordan Peterson is so even tempered. So like to a fault, even I've never heard him raise his voice. Have you? No, not really. No. And I, I don't think I've ever heard him say genuinely malicious things. Neither about have other I. People. I mean, that's an insane accusation. And then um, saying that he's, alt-right is also just idiotic because well he's like the alt-right that he hates that's what she said yeah he's like the alt-right in his provocative approach that's just insane i i I just think that she acted a fool embarrassed herself horribly when when did challenging conventional wisdom become become something you should be shamed for even if you're wrong challenging conventional wisdom is always a good thing to do always I don't know if that's true. If it's so wise, it should stand up to scrutiny and challenge. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm not you. saying you're right. You might look like a fool, but I think the pro- the process, the practice of doing it is always worthwhile. I mean, I, the lesson that I think we need to take from this is this is the most effective debate tactic. We saw what happened with Sargon and Richard Spencer. This is what we need to be doing, keeping calm and just attacking the arguments. 
Like he just ripped her apart and all he did was just kind of laugh and smile and he was calm and he asked her questions and she just spirals out of control. Yeah. Not once did he go at her personally. Not once did he attribute motive. Right. right. He, he just gets, stuck he to the ideas. Attribute motive, does he? No. I don't think he asked her any questions about her personal life or anything like that. And like, that's something I'm always tempted to do with, with older feminists because, you know, I, I want to know how their personal choices have affected their worldview. And he doesn't do any of that. So maybe no. we all need to leave underhanded debate tactics behind. This was just so effective. Yeah. Yeah. His approach um, will always have you, even if you lose, even if you lose on the ideas, losing on the ideas will always come out better for you than losing on bullshit, personal yeah. attacks uh, and, and other things like other, other logical fallacies, for example. Yeah. I can't believe the live chat. I'm just going to stop believing you guys. <laughs> Seriously. Well, like I can't believe they can even hear us with all the technical difficulties tonight. <laughs> it's amazing. Jeez. Okay. We got the fake news awards coming up. Then we got Chelsea Manning's ad and then we got this crazy professor. So we got, we got three a more billion super chats. Okay, let's, too. let's get, let's get cracking. Okay. Um, Jeffrey O'Neill, Matt, here's my two fifty for a donut pillow and oh, some cream. Actually, so let's do this. There was one more thing on Kathy Newman. I wanted to say, I forgot. Oh, okay. oh I'm going to look up her page to see which of you super chats. Are we'll live. keep going with that super chat. So we don't cut that person off, but oh, okay. Um, 250 for a donut pillow and some cream for that butt hurt and Blanc gets 250 for some pussy shrill earplugs. Thank you. So this, the, the way this is being spun too is great. This daily mail article channel, channel four presenter, Kathy Newman is rocked by death threats over a row with anti-feminist that being Jordan Peterson. So according to this story, um, <laughs> where's it, where is it in here? Online posts included, hold on, let me find it in the story. Sick messages posted online after the interview on Tuesday included R.I.P. Kathy Newman. That's just saying she got wrecked. That's not saying that you're going to kill her. Did, did, are you that? You, you don't understand Internet culture enough to know that when someone says R.I.P. this, they mean that it's dead. Yeah, not that you're going they, to kill it. That's the defining characteristic of the mainstream media. They don't understand Internet culture. You saw uh, what happened with Pepe. Doesn't that teach you everything you need to know about mainstream perception of Internet culture? The mother of two. Why is that relevant? She's a mom. Yeah, I would kind of expect that. It's, that doesn't. Happy Newman. The, that actually surprises me. The mother of two was also called a bitch in more than five hundred <laughs> postings. Did you count these? Did somebody actually count the? That's the, the internet, did, though. Did they do the bitch count in the comments section? Really, only five hundred. Yeah, I mean, considering how many, how much traffic it has, a hundred thousand upvotes. I, I figure that she's been called a bitch like five thousand times, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The, then there's this one. Miss Newman suffered further distress yesterday when her 13-year-old daughter found a pornographic mock-up on Instagram of her mother with Dr. Peterson. <laughs> Again, do you not understand internet culture? I mean, I'm not encouraging the artwork, and I'm not going to share it if you make it, but I'm sure there's several pornographic depictions of us or something like that. It's the internet. There's porn of everything. Artwork. Yeah, wasn't there something like that that came out? I can't remember. Maybe maybe we shared it on the show. We had some graphic tentacle porn artwork happen. It was like really great. Yeah, after the Kurt Eichenwald story. Yeah, I'm sure. Anyway, I just wanted to share that because that that's what happens in all of these cases is someone has an embarrassing display like the hijab girl liar or Kathy Newman getting wrecked on poor ideas and poor arguments. And then it's the spin is, this person's getting death threats by comments on the internet that's the internet everybody gets death yeah. threats on the internet same thing with cory booker too the death threats i received which is another thing i wanted to talk about but i forgot 
Why is it the Homeland Security's security secretary's fault if Cory Booker gets death threats? Why is that? Is that her thing? Yeah, of course. I, I've, you you get death threats. You got to make funny videos about them. When, I mean, I understand being scared, but but it's just the nature of the internet. And it's like how yeah. many? I mean, I don't know about you, but I get death threats all the time. It's like yeah. how many of them are actually credible? Most of the time, that's it's why like, there's I'm a twelve gauge in the you, corner, you know? and I laugh in their faces. <laughs> Matt does just said because I, as the meme said, uh, look, I'm not the Chad of many things, but I am the Chad of online death threats. <laughs> I, I take I'm very proud about that uh, until, I, you know, someone storms my house and I get killed, you know, whatever. Until I until I get swatted, like uh, until I get swatted by swatistic and I die from police <laughs> shooting. But your police know what's up, so it's OK. Mm-hmm. Um, should I move on to some of these super chats? Yeah, keep going. Sorry. Oh, and then somebody in the live chat said live chat burned their bridge with blondes trust circle. I'm not. I'm not gonna read out from the live chat anymore. You lying sacks of shit. Ah, yeah. Um. Okay. Who, who do you? So between um Muslim society and the live chat, who do you trust least? Uh, Muslim society. Okay. <laughs> All right. Just great. checking. Just just checking. Just checking. Uh, from Space Whale from Wikipedia, Mexico's population is 123 million. 2017 had 23,000 murders, according to the Guardian. Almost two percent population, according to my high math. Hmm. Man, 23,000 murders. Like, I remember talking about the St. Louis murder rate, and I don't even think they broke 700 last year. And that was just like an incredible, an incredible murder rate. Two a day? That's a lot. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Scott I, was Schlepp- watching a, I was watching a show about Chicago crime, like a Netflix documentary that, uh, what was it? Is it called like Dope or something? I forget. It's about, anyway, it was about Chicago violence. And you you don't realize how many shootings there are that are that don't result in death. Death, right? Like it's thousand. I think it was eighteen thousand shootings and only like a thousand deaths or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right before the show, I was reading in Midtown Manhattan, three people were shot, and then I was reading the article, and it was like no no life threatening injuries. Yeah, crazy. So think, I mean, there must be three to five times as many shootings that end with non. You got to stop holding it sideways and start aiming down the sights a little. More. <laughs> if you're gonna kill a guy. I know you want to look cool while you're doing it, but kill, send kill your death threats to Beauty and the Bitch. Yeah, uh, Scott Schlepp, I listened to the Wednesday show. Please argue more. First time in my life I have ever said that it is fun when mom and dad fight. Just don't go for <laughs> cigarettes after the fight, like my real dad. Yeah, if ah, you guys yes. were listening to our Wednesday show, Skag and I had it out about Martin Luther King and his legitimacy as a leader in the black community. So listen to it back. We're not I was going to make a story. joke about it, and I was like, eh, I'll just let it die. I don't <laughs> Because we were legitimately arguing. It was like not super good nature. <laughs> no. Oh, well, no. I mean, I I actually didn't get, I'll admit, I didn't get annoyed until late at night Skype after. Yeah. We were like, <laughs> we were really pissed at each other. I like it went, like, on, it went on Skype for like an hour. Yeah. yeah. We were like copying and pasting definitions and shit to each other. <laughs> no. I, well, look, for the record, I still think you're wrong. But Whatever. I, wrong I still and... think you're wrong. Fine. Skag. Okay. <laughs> Fine. So, you know, when you guys dump on Skag for his racist co-host, just think that we disagree on a lot of things. We fight about it sometimes. Um, Casey Shepard, Matt is a sad lobster. That being said, your content is great. Blonde, you've inspired me to better myself and push myself to be a better man. Matt, you've inspired me to start creating my own content. Oh. Well, that's very high praise. That is the highest compliment. Thank you, Casey. I really appreciate Appreciate that. Appreciate it very much. And um, if I I often get emails from people just wondering about like how to start making stuff. And I'm not saying I'm the greatest source of information on that. But, you know, to anyone who's looking to get started on YouTube, I would encourage basically anyone to do it. But I do have thoughts about um, 
how to start and things I would do differently if I were starting now. So if you're interested in that, yep. go ahead and send me an email. And I actually made a video about that um, about a year ago. It was it was probably March of last year. It was called, uh, I don't know, Advice for New Content Creators or something like that. Yeah. So check it out. Um, Bob Smith said, Matt, your ex left you for a better man. Have you gotten laid since? Men don't count. That is just mean-spirited, Bob well, I, Smith. <laughs> I can't. I, 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 I try to not go overly personal uh, on this show. All I can say is, um, look, I, I'm working on it. I got some leads that I... <laughs> Bob Smith. Yeah. I wouldn't have read that if it wasn't such a big donation. Thank but you. I, well, but, yeah. But, I mean, look, am I at this point in my life, am I after... Um, Am I after some weekend fun? Not really. What I'm after is finding the right person. And I will do that, but it'll take a little bit of time. And, you know, no spoilers. He's doing a really good job. Blonde can vouch for me. I I chatted it up this weekend. You really did. I shocked even myself, but I haven't I haven't sealed the deal yet. But good. He's getting there. (laughs) I might. I might. Uh, Meek said, Matt and I once made love under the FISA surveillance. It wasn't that great, and I had to fake a dossier to get him to release his memo. <laughs> God. Uh, all right. Uh, Faith in live chat. Context considering, that was pretty good. That was pretty good, good yeah. Yeah. Um, Evan That's Thompson. A tough one. I think it would have been hilarious had Kirsten asked Cory Booker if that language offended T-Bone. Who's T-Bone? Everyone's going to oh, make fun crap. of us. It's now. another reference we don't get. I know. Sorry, guys. I mean, if this is like, so we're 30, so I don't know. Maybe it falls out of our age range. Yeah, it might. Sorry about that. Sorry. Thanks for the donation. Anna said, another one of your longtime female listeners here, Blonde, tell us how you and your fiance met in such a liberal city. Oh, I love talking about myself. Um, we actually met on Match. Uh, I filtered through, I just eliminated liberals and moderates from my. You would have eliminated me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, My, my, uh, my profile says middle of the road, but that's because libertarian wasn't an option. Yeah. I don't want to date a libertarian (laughs) with this open borders bullshit. No way. That's not me. I was like, I have to be with a hardcore conservative or it's just never going to work. So I just eliminated all. I can't wait until everyone goes and digs up my (laughs) match.com profile, which by the way, blonde is in charge of. I am. It's not even me. Yeah. I've been, I've been (laughs) liking some people and, you know, doing a little adjustment. Uh, yeah, so we met on Match, and um, and it worked out. And then my sister met her husband on Match too. So I, I know I'm always shilling for Match. I don't have a contract with them or anything, but but that is how we met. You can filter through political criteria. It's really really helpful in liberal cities. For the record, I resisted, but you know, blonde. Uh, I think you. I mean, you get enjoyment out of this. Not only am I trying to take I do. your advice, but you actually get enjoyment out of it. I do. I told you, it's like I like I love buying people really perfect presents. And it feels like that. It feels like I'm I'm on the I'm on a quest for like the perfect gift for Skag. Yeah. <laughs> really, she's just on a quest to like make my life become um like an active validation of her worldview. It's over true. Time. <laughs> it's true because we have this ongoing theory. Like, we've talked about this before, but um, one of the reasons it worked out with my fiance is because right away he was like, "You're gonna date me, and this is how things are gonna be, and this is how it's gonna go." And I was like, "Okay." And then I immediately felt relieved that I didn't have to wear the pants in my relationship. Yeah, anymore. which I, I'm so far I'm resisting the like tell them what to do, but I admire the the unqualified, confident uh, persistence. That's what I'm trying to emulate. Yep, it really it's, works. It's none of that. You know, it might be. I was thinking it might be cool if like you and I maybe some if you're if you're okay with it and it doesn't make you uncomfortable. If maybe you'd like to. Yeah, I mean that that doesn't work. That's yeah. me 10 years ago, but not me today. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just have to tell a woman, you know, what to think. 
<laughs> you heard it here. I'm not okay. I'm not full Chad there. I still. I don't have... know. It worked for me. I mean, but I'm a particularly ungovernable woman, and and so I need to be with somebody that is going to be really militant. So as long as you find a woman that's less difficult than me, you won't have to lay down the law as much. Yes. <laughs> I just Cran- want to lay down the clarity and lay down the leadership. <laughs> that's not, a good, that's not a good the start. direction. Not the like direction yet. I just, I can't get all the way there. Eventually, eventually. Oh, maybe. Uh, let's just do a few more right now. Kryn Y said, I've been in the Navy for five years, and this is the second time the government has shut down. Am I correct in assuming that while those in the military continue to work without pay, these indecisive politicians still get paid? You are correct. 90% of them will get paid. Definitely everybody in Congress, right? That was my understanding. Actually, yeah. I, well, this military stuff is news to me today. I thought that that was all considered Yes, I, uh, I asked my fiance services. about it, and he said that, pay is delayed until the government shutdown is over. Yeah. So they're still going to be paid, but it's not regular. It's you'll get like some delayed lump sum later or something. That's a real problem. Um, Let's just do one more right now. Redicus. I have moved a little on the shithole comment, but after seeing the Peterson interview, uh, I think they, so you're saying Ed Trump, that was so obnoxious. So you're saying, so let me reframe your argument and then tear it down. It's it's right. I mean, I think that's a fair characterization of the shithole comments um the the whole the whole ordeal and maybe he said it i'll grant the premise that he said it but i still need to know the context in which it was said and that's exactly what the homeland security spoke uh, secretary spoke to which is like look we were speaking in the context of should we have merit-based immigration or do you want this dumb system where we just pick people by country of origin and if we do it by country of origin why are you picking the shithole ones yeah that seems like the context in which it fits and that's very different from to me uh, than yep. the context in which they're presenting it. He's always asking questions in a crass manner that we're all thinking. He has a real, a real skill for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, let's go on to the next thing and we'll get back to these. Yeah, I'll be quick with this in the interest of time um, because this, I was telling you, this admittedly let me down. Uh, what let me down was the uh, Donald Trump fake news awards. Because this was hyped. I mean, the only thing that let me down is he had been teasing this for like a week and he delayed it. And I, I, Donald Trump is a showman. Donald Trump made his name on The Apprentice and, and other spectacular events of show. And instead of a spectacular event of show, what we got was an article on GOP.com titled The Highly Anticipated 2017 Fake News Awards. Well, yeah, they were highly anticipated. So give me a damn show. Instead, it was just a summary. And I don't really want to go through these one by one. I'll link them. In, uh, it, it's what you remember throughout the year. You know, you yeah, Brian I was surprised Ross. that um, that he didn't make Russia collusion the focus of this. It, it was. It was like the number one at the bottom, wasn't it? I don't think so. I thought that it wasn't number one. I was surprised to hear that it wasn't. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I mean, it definitely speaks to it. Let me find it in here. Wasn't uh, it the Brian Ross story was like number two? How do you spell collusion anyway? Yeah. Um, and last but not least, Russia collusion is perhaps the greatest hoax perpetrated on the American people. Hmm. That's what it said. Uh, so, I mean, none of the, the I, I don't have a point of dispute with any of these as inaccurate presentation from media personalities. The Washington Post got a little picky about this and decided to do some fact checking analysis of um, Donald Trump's claims. And they go one by one. Now, I, I do think in some cases the president identifies tweets that were misleading from reporters of publications like Time and Washington Post. And I do think there is a distinction between a tweet put out on a reporter's timeline versus a vetted publication on that 
particular website. I don't think that means it's not a lie. Are you talking about the Brian Ross thing? No, there were there were a couple examples that uh, that Trump Wait, that, gave. That was a tweet, though, right? I think no, that his... was an on-air report, Brian Ross. Man, this was not that long ago. I can't even remember. Um, so, like, t- uh, Trump will say, "Time falsely reported that President Trump removed a bust of Martin Luther King Jr. from the Oval right, Office." Right, right. That was a tweet, and it is it is a false claim, and it's from a reporter. So I'm not saying, well, it, it means nothing. It's, well, it's who it does mean something. It? Yeah, I mean, uh, if that's retweeted by CNN's main account, I think it counts. Well, this guy works for Time, yeah. but I, I don't think it was promoted or published by Time in any way. It was just on his timeline. Mm, oh, I, I see th- what you're saying. I so think it's, that's it's a f- not affiliated with Time. And they did that with the Washington Post, too. Um, I do think that's a fair distinction, but I don't think that means that it's that fine. that was plastered all over the mainstream media. It was something that was a tweet. I remember seeing the story on CNN about the bust. This was like a year really? ago, right? Yeah, it was early, like yeah, really, was really, early really early after inauguration. Yeah, so I've, I, I don't care if it was an individual's These tweet. These are was dated, that was, yeah, January 20th, 2017, like a year ago. Yeah, if it was something that was, um, you know, retweeted and and pushed around and perpetuated by the mainstream media, I think it's fair game. Yeah, I just think it's, I think it's fair to say that it's not quite accurate for the president to say time falsely reported. Okay. You know, you should say a time reporter. This is this is getting really nitpicky. I don't necessarily have a problem with the Washington Post make, making that clarification. I do have a problem with on several occasions, they, they admit the stories are false and then say, but the publication immediately corrected it and retracted it. Like in the case of Brian Ross, they say, Doesn't but matter, though. they retracted it and he, to... yeah, and he's, he got suspended. So, yeah. Wasn't he suspended for like three weeks or four weeks with pay? The Christmas season, basically. Yeah. yeah. No. Boohoo! I really I misreported something blatantly because I didn't do enough research, and then it really affected our economy. Four weeks paid suspension. Here's uh, Washington Post bottom line: to sum it up, at least seven of the fake news winners resulted in corrections, with two reporters prompting suspensions or resignations. To which you'd say, "Good," and that is admission that it was fake news. That doesn't do any damage to the claim that it was fake news. If there's if there are consequences, that would be admission of fake news. So I don't really know what the Washington Post, why they think that clarification and punishment right. have any do any damage or fact check have any fact They're checking. They're just trying meaning. to you know save their credibility. Hmm. Well, we we issue retractions when we do the wrong thing. That's not true. They they only issue retractions when they've been caught and they're getting enough media and online and alt and alt media pressure to issue a retraction. That's the only time they do it. They never do it on their own. Which one of these people did it on their own? Hmm. Uh, the, they also criticized the president for calling Paul Krugman over at New York times fake news. Cause he writes opinion pieces. I I'd have to review because they say, well, how can an opinion be fake news? It's opinion. Well, uh, I haven't reviewed the article in question. I don't know what's going on there, but I could certainly see claims of fact within an opinion piece being lies that would qualify, but maybe that's fake opinion and not fake news at that point. Whatever. Again, we're kind of splitting hairs, but semantics. But, uh, yes. It's so, I don't know. I mean, there are some minor points of clarification in Trump's awards here. Mostly, I'm just disappointed by uh, the fact that he didn't turn this into like a whole big show. I mean, he could have had the he could have had an award show with a host. I mean, he should have done this like put it up against some Hollywood award show. I know. You know I, w- I wish against... he would have conducted this like the Golden Globes. Yes, exactly. Where there was a red carpet and they had, you know, golden awards. Yes. People accepting them what, on behalf of What would the fake newsy things trophy things. even look like? Would it be uh, like a bust of, of Brian Ross or something like that? Or 
I mean, <laughs> we're going to think gonna, of something really good as soon as we get off the show. If you have a good idea for what the trophy of the fake newsies would look like in the comments, let us know. Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> anyway, we'll move off this in the interest of time and keep going. Um, <laughs> Chelsea Manning Ooh, is running for Senate now in Maryland. Gonna lose for sure. Um, is she, uh, sorry, is he prime? Again, I, my rule is, look, if they pass, then I just use the pronoun that comes natural to mind. I, I, the fact that Chelsea Manning is making me think she uh, is, uh, I need to reformat my brain if that's the case. If that's, I still haven't on. crossed over. It's just a dude wearing lipstick and heels as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Did you see that, that he made an appearance at A Night for Freedom last night? I heard that, but I don't know what exactly happened. I don't know. He's just saying he crashed it and then everybody just was nice and like took pictures with him and shook his hands and partied with him all night. And he said it was oh. kind of fun. Oh, so you mean they're not all transphobic Nazis who want him dead? Uh, yeah, apparently not. Oh, all right. Let's, uh, let's check out his campaign ad for, um, for Senate in Maryland. I guess he's going to primary the Democratic incumbent. Is that the plan? Things I would have checked if I weren't watching. The Vikings lose. Chelsea Manning's campaign ad. We live in trying times. Times of fear. Of suppression. Of hate. We don't need more or better leaders. We need someone willing to fight. We, we need don't to need stop better leaders. Asking them. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, we don't wanted... need better leaders. What? Then why are you running? Yeah, it's <laughs> like. Do you notice this is an office of U.S. Senator Steve Daines? That's one of Montana's senators. While well, she's talking about, they won't give us. Well, he's talking about they won't give us our rights. Why is Steve Daines implicated in this? I'm curious about the choice of office there. But there he is to give us our rights. They won't support Creepy us. Footage. They won't compromise. We need to stop expecting that our systems will somehow fix themselves. We need to actually take the reins of power from them. We need to challenge them at every level. We need to fix this. This is, this is a strut of taking now, power. We right need here. to challenge That's a strut of taking power. Oh my gosh, here here comes the power stealer. The power thief is on the streets gonna steal all the power you guys got. One by one. Jeez. Oh uh God. you think this is like a rehearsed feminine strut? Was this practiced? Oh yeah, he practices that in front of the mirror every Take night. The reins of power from them. We need to challenge them at every level. We need to fix this. We don't need them anymore. We can do better. You're damn right we got this. Oh, oh, God. That was the most... <sighs> okay. Probably not the cringiest ad I've ever seen because we, we've covered some cringy yeah. ads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely the most negative ad. That looked like a dystopian hell, like post-apocalyptic hell. And if the production value was suspiciously high... Like who Actually, I this? was kind of critical of the audio production. The audio production oh, was not very good. It had some peaking in there, and then when I, it just it wasn't it wasn't good audio. I mean, it seems to me to like it with headphones, it sounds kind of bad. I don't know. It, like this was funded by somebody. That's the impression mm. that I got. Um, the whole thing was just real 
creepy. That I mean, creepy. Yeah, and that's why I'm unclear. I, I, when I watched this through a couple of times, I thought, well, wait, well, what, 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 are we, what is, what's the actual stance here? <laughs> what, 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 what are you advocating that? for? <laughs> Stop. Uh, there are a couple of claims or, or things that he says here. Stop asking them to give us our rights. And again, this is an interesting um, disconnect, I think, between the left and a lot of other people. You don't ask the government to give you your rights. Your rights are things that exist independent of the government. Right. So it seems like a call to arms to me. Maybe he doesn't Maybe he just phrased that oddly and he would agree with that premise. I don't know, because he also said, we don't need better leaders. We need people to fight. This seemed like a post-apocalyptic hell in which we are now choosing leaders that are going to fight violently for us. That's what this ad told me. Mm. I thought the whole thing was fucking creepy. I'm weirded out. This is only the second time I've seen it. I'm never going to watch it again. I also need people to say, I'm not going to be sympathetic with the, the the with statements like that anymore give us our rights i need you to tell me which rights what right. are the rights you don't believe yeah. you currently have yeah. and then we can have a conversation yep because i don't i'm not aware of any of them unless it's kathy newman's right not to be offended but you offended me with your outfit and your makeup oh so. oh chelsea manning gotcha oh not nine your your makeup Jeez. looks great so no i thought you outfit. meant um newman oh uh yeah that would have been harsh too um like damn, uh, she's sixty-two, jo- man. Lay off. There, but I'll, I'll, I'll pass. She got embarrassed <laughs> enough, and I'm just yeah. not feeling up to it. So uh, I also read that the chance of Chelsea Manning winning is like minuscule, just beyond minuscule. So I want to know what the purpose of this is. Like, what is this just to get out there because she's an attention hog, and you know, what, what is that? What, what, why? I don't really understand the. Yeah, building it. personal brand. Maybe I would. I would guess too, without seeing any polling or anything. I don't think her electoral prospects, his electoral prospects. What is wrong with me? His I don't electoral know. I did prospects it too. are are it's fairly high. It's the Chelsea high. thing. The yeah, Chelsea. maybe that's it. Uh, I, but you you identified that too. We don't need better leaders. Well, what do we not need leaders then? Well, do you want worse leaders or no leaders? If not we better leaders, we only need better leaders. That's just yes. so stupid. And if we don't need better leaders, why are you running? I would presume you think you are a better leader. So don't we need better leaders, Chelsea? Is this the best we can do, guys? (laughs) A tranny leaker? Really? (laughs) Document leaker, yeah. (laughs) Tranny leaker is a... (laughs) (laughs) Look at this leaky tranny over here. That's a a mechanics joke. Oh, no. Uh... (laughs) Oh God! What does our show become? What has become? Uh, I also find it interesting that it's basically on ambiguous terms. She's he is kind of advocating for what seems like base level reform, structural reform. Like we need to blow this up and start over. But also, I'm running, uh, you know, for the an establishment party nomination. Yeah, yeah. What? Totally vague about what rights she's fighting for. He's fighting for the, the live chat's just ripping me apart for switching between genders. But this, I'm sorry. <laughs> We live in weird times, people. Yeah. It, yeah, it does suck. I have to do a mental check-in every sentence when I'm going to make a pronoun reference to this person. That's why you should just say Chelsea. I don't, I don't want to do that either. Bradley, whatever. Yeah. Okay, you want to cover the last topic here, and then we'll close out with Super Chat? Does that sound like a plan? Yeah, we got a billion Super Chats. Or do you so. want to knock some out now and then go back? or? Uh, I mean, we probably should have. We're going to... All right, let's take like five to ten quick hitters, and then we'll move into this last story. Okay. 
Okay. Um, Butte Mountain, would you two care for a tag team match on Tonka Saw's Morning Kumite? Is it Butte MT? Yep. Butte Montana, maybe. No, it says Butte Mountain. Oh, it says Mountain, not MT. Oh, not MT. What am I saying? I was like, yeah. I oh. to... Okay, Butte Mountain. Which um, Butte, Buttes and Mountains, I guess they're, they're kind of the same thing, but they're kind of different things. All right, keep going. Yeah. Um, Tonka Saw's Morning Kumite, isn't that, isn't that when people like fight it out? The morning thing is the problem that I have here. Ah. I mean, my only reference to Kumite is I've heard Andy Worski speak of it a few times, but hmm. um, I'm just not super familiar with it. So, uh, but I'll watch some of the episodes. Um, Radica said, also, Booker sounded like an irate girlfriend. Yeah, he did. He really did. Uh, David Alexander, Muslim American pick one. I'm with you. Whoa, geez. I know. Yeah, I, 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 I totally hear, I hate that concept that the, that there has to be like a, I hate the concept of like a religious test of any kind. This is the great problem is like when you, when you believe in a philosophy of ideological freedom for everybody, how far does that extend? Even when does that extend to ideologies that are threatening to your philosophy of freedom? And no. that's the great, that's the great question. Of course that's, not. I'm not going to, I'm not going to self detonate to save yeah. some Muslim because I want to protect their ideological freedom. That's idiotic. Well, that's, that's kind of the libertarian's dilemma. It really yeah, this is. This is why libertarians are pussies. Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, your value of freedom and Liberty is great. And I, I'm fully on board, but I feel, I feel like, I don't know. Do I, am, am I representative for the libertarian though, is more important than that. Yeah. All I'm saying is, uh, if you want to uphold your ideolo ideology valuing freedom and liberty, it will only survive among a culture and among other people who also value freedom and liberty. Right. And Which means as soon as it's no overrun, Muslim you're done. Skag. I know, I know it's, you it's, have it's... some cognitive dissonance and it kind of hurts you every time I say it, but it's not <laughs> conducive with Western values. The, the right number of Muslims in any Western country is zero. No Muslims. <laughs> well, can we do it through convincing them of better ideas? No, but we can do it by shaming them out of our societies. I got a plan. Hold on, hold on. I got a sounder for that. Where is it? To you? That's <laughs> uh, somewhere. Here we go. Here we go. Get your porn fascist ass out of here. All right, keep going. <laughs> My favorite sounder of all time. Uh, Chuck Muckamuck says, Cory Booker's fake rage is like the acting in a poorly rehearsed high school play. Cringe of the week. Yes. Mm. I'm with you there. Yeah, and he kept stuttering too, which I do a little bit. I did this at a little bit at the top of the show. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, kind of a next, next time I feel like you have me beat on a point or vice versa. Just I have tears of rage. And then that's the, <laughs> that's the you ace of spades counter. <laughs> you win the argument once you have tears of rage. <laughs> I'm going to, I need to make that a sounder. Whenever you're defeated, I have tears of rage. <laughs> Debate over. Yeah. Uh, John Smith, how many times do you think a boogie booker practiced that speech? How many PR acting coaches has he hired? My guess is zero because that, that seemed like somebody that was rehearsed in front of their mirror a few times i don't think he had any outside help a clip of cory booker like a bathroom looking in the mirror i have tears of rage and like, kinda, <laughs> he like, just got out of the shower he has towel like, on her yeah that's the one you're gonna fucking show her today cory you got this you're damn right we got this oh that's God. right yeah. you know that that happened you know it did <laughs> he's oh, shaving like oh, tears of rage oh. i mean my goodness it, you're probably true it's probably there's probably some truth to that actually yeah, happening yeah. George Hieronymus said, it's pathetic that these politicians are spending our time and money sitting around whining about true statements. Here, 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 <laughs> yeah. here. That's totally true. This shithole comment. I, uh, 
God, I heard that they they said shithole that day that it came out 156 times on CNN. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, Mark Dice has a whole montage of it. Oh my God, yeah. I'm which a made proud my montage, <laughs> which made my intro montage work last week yeah. much more efficient because he had already done the work of <laughs> compiling the comments. I just had to take them. Oh, from there. it's a solid gold. Yeah. Um. First name said Booker sounded like he was reading a script for a shitty video game character. This was too cringe even for me. My <laughs> yeah. show is just filled with cringe. Yeah, it's the best. It's my favorite genre. Uh, Ryan Glowacki. I, I am just butchering names left, right, and sideways. So hmm. I'm starting a militia that will be used to form a world-dominating cam- cannibal ar- army. Who's in? Cannibals are people, too. I'm going to have to take a pass, Ryan. Thank you for donation. Are cannibals people? That's a philosophical question. <laughs> yes. The people course. eating people. I mean, by definition, a cannibal has to be a person. We right? have to be tolerant of cannibals and let them into our societies and live alongside them. <laughs> so cannibal all phobia. Yeah. Until yeah. cannibal phobia yeah. is defeated. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Joshua Boy said Cory Booker was auditioning for a part in a top men parody film, Cuck Men. <laughs> Oh, you guys are funny. Evan Thompson, extreme leftism is a symptom of the new wave parenting that took hold of past generations. We're all becoming a bunch of pussies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's why we, we've got to teach our children differently, I think. Better with every generation, my mom says. Uh, Evil Zombie Toad, the shutdown canceled most of the reservist National Guard drill weekends, but I still budgeted for you guys from your number one white South African fan. Thank you oh, so well, much thanks. for that. We appreciate, appreciate it. That. Black Magic says, go Pats, go. Yeah, good, good for you. I know we're gonna. I, I, I expect we're gonna get another boring Tom Brady Super Bowl victory. But hey, I mean, I'm not so bitter that I can't say congratulations to the Eagles. And I, 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 I would like to see a team who hasn't won the Super Bowl win. I'd like to see the Eagles win. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to the chatter who wants Patriots to win their like whatever millionth Super Bowl in a row or whatever it is. I thought Tom point. Brady was out. Isn't he forty? No, well, he is 40, yeah. Um, Isn't that crazy old for the NFL? Yes, that is uh, unusual. He had a hand problem this week, like a cut on his hand, and the meme circulating Twitter was Tom Brady just actually had uh, hand surgery to install a sixth finger to put his sixth Super Bowl ring on. That was kind of the joke. Uh, Football people. I mean, good for him. you got to respect greatness. you got to respect being a legend. I'm just bored with it. As a football fan, it's like, all right, we're happy for you. You Oh, whatever. That guy left his pregnant wife for Giselle, so I don't care what happens to him. Hey, I – Nobody dies in the car. What's your – we often disagree on um, attractiveness of – She looks like a man. I'm going to take a hard pass. Okay. See, I I would expect that you would think Giselle is attractive. And to to me, I don't get the Giselle thing. I don't – it's not She looks like a giraffe man – I, I just know. You know how I feel about pointy faces and her face. She is does very have an pointy. exception. Skag has this thing about women with pointy. He likes women to have impossibly round facial features. And like eyes as far apart as, as possible. He's like, oh, I like my women to be flat faced and wall. I don't think <laughs> Arya Stark is that hot. I just think Arya. I would prefer Arya to Sansa. I. That's all I can say. That's insane. Sansa is an English same. rose and a classic beauty you're out of your fucking that wall-eyed pug-faced freak show i don't do pointy gingers i'm sorry oh my god pointy face gingers are out she's a natural blonde so whatever <laughs> don't care she's ginger on the show i said sansa not not uh sophie turner oh my god i just 
I just hate you so much. First, this MLK <laughs> thing, and then, uh, okay, R A R H derivative. Um, another female, longtime listener here. I still can't get over how no one questioned. I'm so blind. How no one questioned why some guy randomly happened to be carrying scissors around. We did question this. This was um. Uh, two weeks I think, ago. I think it probably means nobody in the media or at the, you know, nobody who ran with the story. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it yeah. seems so obvious to us. It was one of the first things we asked, you know, why yeah. is, is somebody just walking around with scissors, just waiting for an opportunity? Yeah. And then you were like, well, maybe he's been staking around. We both, like, in no. a joking fashion. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't think you were saying that seriously, but nobody yeah. in the media even bothered to ask that question. Yeah. This, it was just so obvious. Another family. Um, Redicus, Clockboy, flashback, Muslim parents that are a stereotype to a T. I sort of want to know the family history. Yeah, I just really think that the, the origin point is the Burka mom here. What's it? Their eyes welling up with tears my... because of this transgression against her poor Muslim child. Oh no! I had a great joke in my mentions. I wish I could credit the person. I wish I could remember the joke accurately. It was something about how uh, Clock Boy and this girl should be put into a forced marriage <laughs> or an arranged marriage. It was I something like it. something about a marriage between Clock Boy and this lying hijab scissor girl, but I can't give credit. I can't. No, give she's the, like the joke. The four full years too old for Clock Boy. How old is she? Eleven. <laughs> And he's like, what, 15 now? Yeah, he's, I mean, he might be, yeah. 15, so she's 16, way too 17, old to him. He's got to wait 15 more years and then his parents will hook him up with a nine-year-old. That's how it goes. Ah, okay. Uh, Fitzburg, Matt and I once made love in a closed-door meeting about shithole countries. And he really, really dicked my Durban. What is up with everybody? <laughs> how did this even start? I got to say, their ability to make comedy in the context of FISA warrants and <laughs> Dick Durban release the memo as a euphemism yeah that's is. pretty good that's pretty, pretty good that's a, that's a difficult context to work in dildo swaggins god <laughs> uh nick foley's made you his bitch suck it matt love the show by the way you shouldn't have read that one what why because that's mean am i not supposed to read the mean ones i i if it's, it's only mean against me then i don't read them if, if they're mean against right. you it was yeah, a pretty big donation too so i have tears of rage and the fact that he doesn't feel the feelings you don't feel the feelings yeah um george hieronymus uh muslims exploiting children through tequila to conquer right in line with exploiting children for barbaric sex acts for approximately 1400 years hashtag yes all True. <laughs> true yes story. I, yeah, that that's so true. That's that's one. You'll you'll get one of those automatic emojis on Twitter. That's how we'll know we won the culture wars. When yes all has a burka <laughs> emoji autofill, then you'll know. All right, we finally won the culture <laughs> war. Jack's been defeated. We can pack it up and go home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I did hear a lot of people. They're like, well, the little girl clearly did this for attention. But my that was not my takeaway from this. I was like, nope. These are lying Muslims doing this to advance their victim position so mm. that they can gain cultural power. I mean, I think that's, that's, that's yeah. why Clockboy did it. Right. And his parents put him I, up to it too. I, I would assume, I don't know. Are we, um, do we have, what's our super chat situation? Cause I, we got a million super chats. You want to do the, the final story and then we'll close out with the yeah, rest. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I, I don't have any intro to this story other than just, this is a story that somebody sent me and it took place at Tarrant County college the Northeast campus in Hearst, Texas. Uh, this is a community college. And I, as I said, I've long defended sending kids to college and people going to college because I know that 
the impact it had on my critical thinking ability and how much I value it in my life. And as I've seen campus chaos descend and deteriorate, it's been harder and harder to defend that position. Why would you go to college at this point? Seriously, you're going to end up indoctrinated, somehow dumber, and you're going to be less employable and you're going to be in a shitload of debt. This might be the case that finally makes me fold in the towel and say, I can't, I can't. The fact that you might get a professor like this it is a community college it's to oh, be fair God. but it's whatever let's just let's just watch it i, I can't even ex- i didn't even understand it after watching it in full um so let's see what the news in texas has to say about this professor. police and a college are investigating the actions of a professor who frightens students the students are at the tarrant county college northeast campus in hearst and they called police a student recorded this officers questioning the professor they say he would not show his face and instead of lecturing about astronomy that's what the class was about now if you're listening to this and you can't see the professor he's basically in like what what looks like an antifa getup most his face is totally covered yeah yeah you can't see anything he looks he looks like he belongs in berkeley basically rambled incoherently at times or about islam at least one of the students that we talked to uh, in that class thought it was a joke was wondering when the real (laughs) professor was going to show up well we talked to that professor tonight he said his actions were not meant to be a joke and they are now the focus of an internal investigation. Well, the class is about astronomy, is about the stars, and Islam is about the stars. The Quran is about the stars. It is the book of the stars, it is the book of love, it is the book of life. The man on the balcony it's is like Daniel Mashburn, an adjunct professor of astronomy at the Tarrant County College Northeast campus. Mashburn, seen here in a picture on his Facebook page, tried to explain his behavior during class Tuesday night. This video of Mashburn being questioned in the hallway by campus police, called there by students who were frightened at the way he began class, the way he was speaking, and the way he was dressed. He turned off the lights as soon as he walked in, um, adamant about the lights had to be off, had his clothing you know, covered, you could only see his eyes. I was only in the class for five minutes because he kept messing with his pockets and you could tell there was an object in the, in the right hand pocket. Police did not find any weapons on the professor and did not arrest him. Mashburn agreed to talk with us but refused to come down from his apartment balcony for the interview. Are you aware that you scared some of those students? Why should they be afraid? Well, you wouldn't show your face, and you were talking many more about... Do not show their faces. In many countries, they do not show their faces. Well, it's here in America, we tend to usually show our face when we're a professor at a college. That's typically the standard. Oh, yes, but I do not answer to your standard. I am not a Christian. I am not a Jew. I'm a Muslim. Mashburn repeatedly deflected questions and several times said his teaching of astronomy goes hand in hand with Islam. And by the way, he's he's clutching a Quran the whole oh time, God. like weirdly, like he's coddling a, a, a Quran as though it's like an infant or something, if this wasn't bizarre enough. When you interviewed with Tarrant County College to get this job, did you explain to them your teaching philosophy? <laughs> I, I keep it secret. I keep it safe. I do my best, but I am tired of hiding in the shadows. So, I am tired of fearing their law. I fear Allah. And at one point, he stood face to face with the board of the classroom and was just talking to the board. What do you have to say to those students that were frightened enough last night they had to call 911? 
I do not know why they fear me. Why are they afraid of a man who covers his face in his hands? I, I offer you nothing but, but a Quran, but a book, and the universe. The universe is in my hands, right here. You can look at it. Professor told me tonight that he was suspended indefinitely. He also said he hopes to get his job back. <laughs> that is the weirdest story. I mean, I'm not going to make excuses for every white dude, but this does seem like a case of mental illness to me. I must know. I didn't see the details. I want to know when he was hired and I want to know what that interview process was like. I, I can't oh imagine God. that. Are you telling me this guy like crushed an interview on astronomy? I don't know. I mean, it seems like he's probably having some mental breakdown of sorts. He was talking to the board. Half of what he said didn't make any seems sense. Seems like he's got some sweet drugs that have lasted for days. Or maybe this is drug-induced, something like that. But that, but that's the thing is, like, I could believe that maybe at the classroom it was. But then the police show up later, and it's it, it does seem like he's under the influence of something. If you can't, Man, this guy not, is lucky he didn't get shot. He did this in a Texas classroom, yeah. and everybody felt like their life was in danger. How many people do you think were packing in there? But did you notice how he's kind of hunched over, and he was kind of like swaying back and forth too? I mean, that's what when I see people who are who are wasted on one thing or another, that's that swaying is usually like a telltale sign that they're they got something going on. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, or should we talk about what we should do under the law or in the hypothetical universe where <laughs> I am blonde emperor? I ju I'm just fascinated that this this guy had a job doing this. I, I can't. He imagine. may have appeared normal. I uh, people with mental illness, you know, sometimes they have long stretches where they appear normal, where their medication is working. But this mm -hmm. just seemed he, he's totally off of his rocker. I mean, what he was yeah. saying was they weren't you know, coherent sentences. It almost seemed like he was reading from a script, but he wasn't. I thought he was reading off his phone, wasn't he? Oh, maybe that's what it was. Maybe but then he... there was times when he was not, he was not doing that. It's, it seemed like he was reading. It sounded like he was reading. I mean, this guy is really lucky. If in a Texas classroom, you say, I leave the lights off. You start talking about the Quran, your face is covered. If somebody would have unloaded a bunch of in bullets. Your yeah, if somebody had unloaded yeah. a bunch of bullets in him, I kind of would be like, well, he didn't deserve it. But he had it coming. <laughs> I mean, come on. These people, that girl just got up and left the classroom because she thought she was going to get shot. Yeah, yeah. What would you do? I would be freaking out. My I would definitely have bailed. Yeah. I would, yeah, I would leave for sure. Yep. I mean, I, I don't know. This seems like mental illness to me, but but we'll see. No, I w actually, I probably would have sat it out and said, ah, no, he's, he's going he's gonna to get to the critical thinking part. <laughs> He's if gonna, I could just reason with him, I'm there's sure. Value. There's value in what I'm doing here. Just, that's, that's so what, what you're saying. Say. So what you're saying. <laughs> Let's hear him out, guys. Let's hear him out. That's what I would have done. Holy shit. That is so wild. What a crazy yeah. story. Well, I guess we should do these million super chats now. All right, go for it. Um, Redicus said, I'm not complaining, you guys. I'm uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, please, please stop. I know. I'm we, like, let me read all these fucking super chats. No, no, no. We, no, we really do appreciate, we really do appreciate it, guys. It. Uh, um, Redica said, what is Canada's equivalent of ice air? <laughs> also, what would they use instead of the catapult? Oh, man. Uh, in Canada? I don't know. Maybe they could have a giant oversized hockey puck to hit people out of their country. <laughs> Slap shot people out of their country. Uh, That's what I'd go with. Uh, French Honey Badger says, a Muslim yeah. is just a Canadian Muslim. A Muslim. Moose. Muslim. Muslim, yeah. Yes. Uh, hey, here's a fun thing. Next time you're talking about moose, which maybe you don't and want, there are there are moose around here. Tell people it's meese. 
uh, moose meese goose geese and try to do it seriously and then we'll start does that would people believe it oh yeah well no people have like challenged me on it and like looked it up and been like you're wrong some meese and you, you it's just fun it's a fun trolling opportunity same way i say uh can you pronounce the word banana i think i've done this one to you before but can you pronounce the word banana with emphasis on the wrong syllable banana but yeah that that would count i count that one a lot of the time i did this to my friend in the car last week and uh he did what everyone does think about it for a second and then go banana <laughs> just say just say it louder basically Boom. It's, it's banana or banana yeah whatever but i not expertly banana. avoided it expertly avoided it yeah natural blonde uh evan thompson said da da tist that's a rim shot for matt's awesomely cheesy muslim jokes thank you i didn't think he was gonna pull it off but he did <laughs> The just, Ace Thunder. Oh, go ahead. I, I don't know. There's, I like moose. I, it just like sounds so silly tongue. when they say it, but they they don't think it's silly to say all all these Muslims are terrified about it. <laughs> so Islamophobia. you think Ann Coulter's saying it ironically? Oh, I think so, yeah. She does say Muslim. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <All the time. laughs> Today I was watching her on Fox News and she said something and then she went. Yeah. <laughs> She's so funny. Now, if there is a case of endearing pointiness, Ann Coulter is yes. endearing pointiness. Yes. And there yeah. is somebody who, she's in her mid to late 50s, and she's looking really good, looking actually in her mid to late 50s. Yeah, I mean, I want someone who um, could conceivably care for my children, so Ann Coulter's out. <laughs> she's, no. far too, she's far too cold. She's but, just uh, too cold, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but, uh, but I, there are lots of things I appreciate about Ann, and I can't wait for somebody to be pissed off about me, for, pissed off at me for saying that. She's the best. I love her. Um, the Ace Thunder 32 said, this girl is going to get shit on so bad at school will probably be called a hate crime. I hope. I hope that she is horribly ostracized and bullied terribly at her school. She really deserves it. She's earned it. She should be deported after being expelled. She should be bullied until she cries just a little bit, but doesn't, you know, not so much that she starts doing self-harm. That's my standard. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, evil zombie toe the shutdown canceled most reservist national guard drill weekends oh i already read this one didn't i hmm. yeah i think so at least was uh -oh. that the one from south africa yeah yeah i hope i didn't miss any shit oh well you only had one job it's no big deal <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> the reformator said this is what happens when victimhood is rewarded a study was done and they found that teens would create an alternative account an alternate account to cyberbully themselves oh yeah search for digital self-harm study um yeah. I totally believe that, yeah. Uh, Johnson Longman, Blonde, please leave shithole Seattle and quit whining. Your work mobile now. Um, yes, my fiance is deployed. I can't leave until he gets back, and then we're moving to Idaho um, immediately upon his arrival. So, Did you learn if they have fiber in Idaho or not? we got to figure this <laughs> I out. I don't know. I hope That's so. the only question. Uh, we'll, I'm, st I'm still moving there. Still yeah. moving there. Well, yeah, but I'm sure we'll, we'll figure it out. I'm sure they do. Uh, TNT Cycles PDX in Oregon, we got a new attorney general. She's a black liberal. In eighth grade, she filed suit against her middle school class to be president and won. <laughs> what? As in president of her class in eighth grade? Yeah. A lawsuit for that? What, did they Why didn't a she just run something? normally Weird. and win based on her own merits? Discrimination. Nobody voted for her because she's black. What am I supposed to... Oh my... By the end of the show, I'm, I'm so hopeless. Um... Johnson Longman said, moving to Nevada for legal weed and guns. Fuck Maryland. I don't know very much about Nevada. I've only been to Reno. I haven't even been to Vegas. 
there's Vegas and a whole lot of nothing. I've done the I-80 drive through Nevada a couple times. And there's, I mean, uh, look, I live in a rural state, a very rural state, and I like it. Nevada is the ruralist, the ruralist I ever done seen. So I like I like wide open spaces with a whole lot of nothing. It's a little too wide open and a little more nothing a little more than I'm nothing. comfortable with. Lots of that desert too. I don't think. I also, there's, there's there's don't forget there's legal brothels. So oh. you know when you're driving down I-80 as I used to do when I lived in the Bay Area, you, know, you need a quick pit stop. You know, you're covered in Nevada. Not that I ever indulged, but you could. Is Matt really telling us that he frequents prostitutes? Nope, I never once did. <laughs> I'm just I saw them. This was like 22-year-old me. Like I said, 22-year-old me couldn't even approach a woman confidently. I know you probably go to a brothel and be like, you know, there are other choices for your life besides... Okay, like, I'm going to tip you well, but if you feel uncomfortable at any point... Can you sign this consent form? (laughs) Um, Alexandros Katekis. Katekis? Oh, God, I'm sure I fucked that up. What do you guys think of Race Worski? Is that what people are calling him these days? What does that mean? Because it's Andy Worski. That's not even a very good nickname. What well, is I? I haven't. I know he's carved out this niche for himself by doing all these debate shows and stuff. I've actually well, not heard him say anything that's not neutral. He seems to be doing a good job. Uh, um, yeah, is the accusation that he's like uh, uh, some kind of race realist now or something? Is that the? Uh, yeah, race Worski. That that leads me to believe that. I just don't know what he said. So I. I, I haven't I heard know. anything controversial come out of his mouth. Not that yeah. that would deter me from watching his content anyway. Um, I like Andy. I think he's a cool guy. I appreciate that he's hosting all these people and he's getting a ton of flack for it. So, you know. From the right people. He's getting flack from. Yeah. Jared people. Holt and such. He's getting flack from people who are intellectual cowards. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think that's that's the way I would characterize it. Marbo 93 said the difference between Islam and Christianity is if you're ever confronted with an opponent or an obstacle, ask yourself, what would Jesus do? Now ask yourself again, what would Muhammad do? What would uh, Muhammad and the Muslims do? Yes. And the answer yeah. to that is Jesus would almost always give away his possessions and Muhammad would rape a child in most <laughs> of these situations. Yeah. Okay. Um, J. Edgar Davis said, Matt, come to Wisconsin. We have a scotch and watch. Neither the Packers or Viking nor Vikings will be in the Super Bowl. I know. I Well, I, at least I'll, I'll save money from and time. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I guess I'll still watch the Super Bowl, but it's it's hard. It stings all the more when you know that your team was so close. Ugh, none of this matters. Bummed. I'm so mean. Somebody just gave us a donation. I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm sorry, J. Edgar Davis. That was I appreciate a bitch it. And uh, I look forward to I, I look forward to Aaron Rodgers coming back, and I look forward to good good Vikings Packers battles again. Aaron Rodgers. Most... Why does that ring a bell? Packers quarterback he broke his collarbone thanks to the Vikings linebacker. But he didn't year. murder somebody. Who am I thinking of? No, I don't know who you're thinking of. There's a football. Somebody tell me in the live chat. And don't Ray Lewis lie to helped me. kill a guy once. Or possibly killed a guy. Something Rodriguez. Oh, oh, uh, Aaron Hernandez. There. <laughs> yeah, he killed a guy. He killed. Rodriguez. He definitely killed a guy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I he know also killed about himself football, like a year what ago. What did he do? Whenever that was. He uh he he killed uh he killed o- uh, Odin Lloyd was the guy's name. Yeah, he killed. I forget what the context was. It was something about a fight over women, or this was like his. This guy was in a romantic relationship with a woman who was had some sort of relationship with Hernandez. I don't know if it was family. I forget. Someone could correct me on that. But he didn't. He had a fight with a guy who was dating a woman who was important to him, and he killed him. And then he went to jail. And then Aaron Hernandez killed himself in jail. Holy smokes! I didn't know that. Yeah. Yikes! Yeah. Well, football. Yay! Sports. 
Uh, KNL when I want. I'm going to let Matt wear a Vikings helmet when we make love tonight so he'll cheer up already. <laughs> Look how unenthusiastic you look right now. You're like, all right. Purple guy, purple pill guy. Thanks, blonde. My perfect 10 blonde girlfriend of three years broke up with me after I mistakenly sent one of your videos to her instead of the attended recipient. Oh, no. Thought crime has consequences. Holy shit. Is, is that a real? Is if this real? is a real story, can we hear this story? Purple pill guy, if you're telling me the truth, I got to. I got to hear more about this. Yeah, absolutely. If like your if we girlfriend can... broke up with you because of a video that you sent her, I mean, come on. What a bitch. What a bitch, right? It doesn't matter how hot You're she not is. not helping the, 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 the makeup. Oh, come on. <laughs> can you imagine dating a woman, you send her the wrong video, and she finds out you watch certain content, so she dumps you after yeah, that, investing three that years. That sounds terrible. You. What a stupid bitch. Come on. If you're comfortable sharing the details of this story, let us know. We'd love to hear it and maintain your anonymity or protect your anonymity. Holy smokes. And so I presume that he was like, this, I meant to send it to somebody else and she still dumped him. Sounds like it. I'd love to hear more, though. I'd love to hear the full story. That's messed up. Redica says Newman did no prep for this interview and stuck to her talking points through the whole interview and kept trying to get Peterson. How low is her IQ? This was like typical female arguing points, though. She just straw mans him and then gave emotional arguments about how she felt. And, you know, being offended. Typical female and typical Cory Booker. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pontang said, do you think debates of ideas lately are more about tribalism and people getting wrecked than having a dialectic that helps us reach the truth? I feel people treat yeah. politics and philosophy like sports. Um, yeah, I, I would definitely say that a lot of it's about tribalism. But um we also need to be honest about how important tribalism is in philosophy and we can glean from this situation yeah. that it does hold some value and importance to even those of us that think that it don't that doesn't yeah and you got to keep your priorities straight do you like everyone likes winning and i like winning too and i like it when people i agree with win win right but ultimately do you care more do you care about the truth or do you care about winning and they're not mutually exclusive. You can have both a lot, but I yeah. would I would rather have truth be the result than my team win. And I think that you can tell with YouTubers, like you can tell that we care more about truth, but somebody like Kraut, you can tell, cares more about winning. And it's, it's sure. really the undoing of YouTubers, those that care more about tribalism or more about winning than about the truth. I mean, this really is a quest for truth. We should all be trying to find it. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Redica said, you missed the part where he called her not agreeable. Uh, yeah, oh, I like yeah. that part a lot. Yeah, yeah. But she admits, you know, she's like, I, I, I probably am not agreeable. And he's like, well, that has aided you in your career. And it's probably um, been problematic in her personal life, too. So I wish that he would have asked her more questions, but I can see why he wanted to obtain a position of objectivity and neutrality and he didn't pry. Yeah. Uh, Liberative said Peterson didn't ask questions or interrogate her because he was a guest on the show to be interviewed. He was polite and answered every question directly, which is why she was off guard. That's true. He was a guest on her show. I didn't think about that. Mm. Um, Randy Williams, no, no. Thank you very much. Um, you have your IFTP face on, so I will. Oh, no. I, well, yeah. We'll, we'll, I mean, we'll, we're, we're about there, so we got to. <laughs> okay, okay. We got to move. We, we got to. <laughs> We got a move and no more Muslim jokes. All right, keep going. Steven, um, next time a play, uh, I play an online game and someone says RIP to me, I'm going to call the cops and report a death threat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drunk in yeah. Denver. If uh, Is Matt so distraught from the Vikings loss that he doesn't realize he's drinking something other than Coors Light? Yeah, well, actually, so I had this whole week, I had my friend from Minnesota visiting uh, and uh, he brought me a bunch of beer. So I got some Grain Belt Lock and Dam. 
Aww. that you brought. That's I'm getting through my friend's beer supply. That's why you got the sad eyes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was supposed to be a celebratory beer supply, not a sad beer supply. Now you're always going to associate it with sadness. And we were going to hang out next, you know, next uh, or two weeks from now at the Super Bowl. But now I have to text them and be like, well, sorry, I'm not going. Yeah. Uh, Casey Shepard, I will send you an email. Thanks for being willing to help. My goal is to produce quality content or content quality enough to merit a guest slot on your show. Thank you, Casey. We get a lot of emails like, have me on your show. So it was nice to see somebody that's like, I'm going to produce some content, bring it up to speed, and then hopefully I can be on your show someday. Sure. We appreciate, we appreciate it. Thanks, Casey. Uh, Rodzilla5332. Blonde, please, please, please don't back off on your videos and channel. I love it when you're unfiltered. You say what most people are thinking anyway. I'm, I'm going to have to, though. Gonna have to, because people in my life are listening and watching and not approving. <laughs> yet I can't yeah. stop talking. Uh, Liberative said Booker was outraged by shithole, but is a okay with Colbert's cockholster comments weeks ago. That's true. Yeah, but he respects the office of the president. He has to say that too. <laughs> yeah. I respect the office. <laughs> yeah. Evan Thompson, my last super chat. Just Google Cory Booker and T Bone. Matt, you should know if you watch Piro, but a quick Google search will clear it up. Will you check that while okay. I keep reading? Yeah. Uh, Yoda Economics, my girlfriend is an SJW. I don't care, honestly, because like Gavin McKinnis says, when you're married, 80% of conversations are about your kids. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. And then I just feel like as women get older, they're like, oh, this was stupid. I don't know why some man didn't tell me what to think when I was a teenager. Cory um, Booker has an imaginary friend named T-Bone. What? How is this the first I'm hearing of this? Sources tell the National Review Online that the central character in one of Booker's oft-repeated stories, T-Bone, a drug pusher who the mayor has said threatened his life at one turn and sobbed on his shoulder in the next, is a figment of his imagination, (laughs) even though Booker has talked about him in highly emotional terms and in great detail. Oh, so surprise, surprise. He made up a story about some drug dealer who turned out to be a nice guy. T-Bone. That's like what some white middle class person would... I got robbed by this guy named (laughs) T-Bone. Okay. Whatever. And the Mass 86 said, thank you. That missile alert was a long 38 minute wait. And a shout out to you to um, to two of your Australian viewers, Drakath, Drakath and Skaldor. We all enjoy your show. Thank you. The Mass 38 minute. I mean, can you imagine nearly an hour of being like, I'm going to die. I'm going (laughs) to die right now. Everyone is going to die. So terrible. They just reassigned that guy. He didn't get fired. Um, sixth hugger said MLK won in the sixties and whites racially disarmed. Malcolm X has won the black culture now. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, the, the, I, I would agree with that. Black lives matter is, is much more reminiscent of Malcolm X than Malcolm X than MLK. Oh, I'll give so, you so, so, so that. that. that point. All right, keep going. Do you ever want to end this show? <laughs> I do. I do. We've had a, we've had a surprisingly good night, all things considered. So. Virile Journey says, God. Uh, Blonde's fiance needs to teach Matt how to raise that pimp hand. <laughs> oh, boy. No, look, I, 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 I did ask about, um, about his general approach and, and, and thought there's some things I can learn from here. And look, it's, it's been fun to try to, yeah. um, to, to, take a, uh, to identify what it is I want in life and pursue it with confidence and persistence. And as far and, as my um, boyfriend's or my fiance's approach, um, it's not going to work on like a lo- most women, especially if they have any feminist leanings are going to be like, what did you yeah. just say to me? It's not going to work with everybody, but I was just somebody that clearly needed to be governed. And so it, it worked. So yeah. I don't know. Which I don't is why give- I stopped short of doing the, tell them what they should do. I will just 
instead ask on confident, clear terms? I don't know. I mean, once that relationship dynamic was established, I was immediately relieved and did not know why. And it's because I didn't have to wear the pants. I don't think any woman really wants to. Who wants I, to? What I think as long as you pants? make clear asks and and offer clear plans and take a leadership role, an assertive leadership role, I think you're in the clear. Yeah. I think yeah. you can do that without giving directions. That's one, the one thing I'm... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm trying not to go full caveman, like you pretty caveman club and drag her off. I mean, yeah. hopefully it doesn't get to that point. Like you're going to go out with me. Yeah. I think that not going out with me would be a mistake. I See, think that, that to me seems very, I, I can't, that to me comes off as very arrogant. I can't go that far to say you should do this. And if you don't, it's a mistake. Yeah, but it probably is a mistake. Obviously it's a mistake. <laughs> But be I'm the have... chat chad mindset <laughs> chad doesn't care about this chick <laughs> yeah all right we got to keep it moving we're, okay, we're Amber approaching two and a half hours waned. i know uh eight hours ago i reconnected with an old co-worker co-worker i told him we should hang out his reply no you know i like you i have enough friends we're either going to go on a date or not do anything we got married last year boom boom that these is are great story this is great Great. This is great to hear because I'm not kidding. Blonde and I have been talking about this. I got a big play. Pl I shouldn't say these things publicly. I'm I gotta, He's working on it. <laughs> I like hearing these stories where assertiveness and yeah. confidence worked out because I, I'm in a situation where I have to display these traits and I'm going to do it. That is that's good to hear, Amber. Um, that, that is what men should be doing. Like there, there's always this premise of like, we're going to be friends and we're going to hang out and we're going to yeah. get coffee. It's like, no, no, no do you have no, intentions you don't with do me that. or not? Yeah. The thing is, Good people categorize people too. It's like uh, you got to make as friend, as, a, friend, as a dude, friend. you gotta you gotta make your intentions clear up front. I, I generally think the friend zone is kind of a pussy excuse for not um, pursuing what it is that you want with confidence. So I'm not yeah. a big fan of the concept of the friend zone, but I do. Well, think it's also that impossible to get out of the friend you, zone. Not the, you do get categorized. Yeah. People categorize things into certain boxes, and if you don't make your intentions clear up front, you can get categorized into a. a an absolutely non-romantic box. And I feel like both genders decide within a couple of minutes, at least at a minimum, whether or not they want to have sex with one another. Hmm. So once, once you're in that friend zone, a, a, the woman is already not thinking of you sexually and and you're probably going to stay when, there. when are we just going to do like a dating and relationships side show that's what we really when your do. life plays out fully and supports my existing theory and then we have a case study on our hands talk to me on thursday <laughs> all right six thugger the trophy for the fake news award should be a urinating russian prostitute <laughs> <laughs> is that and the last super chat or are there more tons more oh my god okay we really got to keep moving but i would okay. that that's like that's a that's a that's top good. that's, that's, that's excellent stuff brian polito chelsea manning can't get the job as it doesn't qualify for security clearance i know it applied but can't do it um sorry you guys always gotta just yeah we gotta through. hustle through uh that shine hey that shine um why bother yourself with a woman matt some of the greatest men are confirmed bachelors jim mattis leonardo da vinci isaac newton nikola tesla um leonardo da vinci was gay i believe because um, i want to have children and watch them grow up yep it's all about families even men that don't want to be with women if they want to have a family the price to having well-formed children well-adjusted children is marriage and a family you can't do that out of wedlock and expect your kids to turn out well if you if you don't want to ever have a woman you can't you can't have a family i mean it's a kind of a non-starter um joshy boy chelsea manning so that's what the joker looks like without his clown makeup you guys are you guys are so mean <laughs> all right the Ace Thunder, that looks like an Antifa strut. Yep. Josh Hahn, Tim Tebow was a conservative Christian quarterback for the Broncos. Side note, I refused to date my wife until she was a Christian. Ooh. 
Wow. Friend of the show, Stan. I'll no, be- I'm glad to know our entire audience is nothing but chads. Everyone's Means I've chads. made a good show, or at least you've attracted the chads, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Radicus, Brad Manning doesn't need them. Uh, then who is going to pay for your estrogen? Ooh. A friend of the show, Stan, I'll bet any amount of money if when Manning loses, there will be screeching about transphobia being the only possible reason he lost. That's totally true. Um, Revan Bard, for Muslims, age difference is recommended. Yes. Shout of Colossus 103, Richard Spencer is planning on coming to my college, Kent State, on May 4th. Nothing bad has ever happened at Kent State before, which in 1970 is when four people died in Vietnam protests. Yep. Uh, so let's well, hope that it's that time to well. break the record at Kent State. I know. Um, Redicus, schizoprof, professor who hired the Antifa drug addict. The only degree that I can countenance is I can count on is engineering, but that is getting hard with that degree used to keep social sciences afloat. Yeah. Hmm. Boogeyman nine one seven. Muhammad and I once made love. Well, I should say first made love when I was nine. He was fifty three from Aisha. Ah, those moose ones. Okay. The pink pistol. Jared Holt went after Sticks with old info. Today, Sticks gave him a taste of his own medicine by releasing an old post Jared made in high school. It was glorious. Yeah. Everybody, check out Sticks' video. It's really good. Jared. I haven't Holt's- seen that. I gotta watch that. Jared Holt's uh, a real piece of shit. All I can say is, if there was a Sticks Jared Holt debate, it needs to be uploaded to Pornhub. Oh yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna need a lot of Kleenex. How about that? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> all right, two more. All I'm saying is that's gonna be a great show. Oh, it's, we actually have one more. It's from. All right. Just ain't that way. We must secure the existence of our beauty and the beta and a future for its chat room. Thanks for that little play on 14 words. We appreciate it. Thanks for all super chatters. All right. Let's get the hell out of here. This is this is going on long enough. We got to put a stop to this. Uh, do appreciate it, everybody. And, uh, you know, I generally I feel emotionally better. I feel okay. I needed that. That was a lot of fun. Um, so appreciate our super chatters. Uh, and uh, everybody else in the live chat keeping us honest and feeding us facts like T-Bone, which I did not know. Uh, and I'm glad to learn. If you're listening on YouTube or on an audio platform uh, later on demand, we appreciate you as well uh, for supporting the show. Remember, there is more material if you want to listen back to our Martin Luther King fight at the end of the call-in show, for example. <laughs> you can find that on the audio platforms. Uh, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. I'll link in the description for you. You can email us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. I have it on I have a commitment from the Bears that they will appear with us next week, but I don't have a schedule set for it. And, you know, it's it's, it's rounding up that Bearing guy is always kind of a wild card thing to do. So yeah. we'll see if we can make it happen. We hope to have Bearing and Tits next Sunday, but maybe not. More Muslim talk then. We'll see you then. Thanks, everybody. Bye, guys. I got the part about Chuck uh, Chuck Todd sucking and his show sucking. You suck, Chuck Todd. Alright, check the box. <laughs> <laughs> the show's great. <laughs> Top two.